Welcome to Dr. Lovely's Couch Cafe. Yeah. It is your host, Dr. Lovely here. I'm with the pumpkin here. And um it's gonna be a good, 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 good show today. Um All I gotta do is just press play. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh all I gotta do is press play. All I want to do is <laughs> um, y'all, it has been a week for me. What the fuck? Uh, niggas be doing too much. It's been a good week though. Um. Yesterday was bittersweet. Real talk. Um, it was bittersweet. Um, it was my last day at my last job. And whatnot. And um, all hell ensued. <laughs> it was crazy because... Um, you had to make sure you went out with the bag. Really? Like, so this is what happened. And, I'm, and then I'm going to be done with this. So this is what happened. I started off with, right, I had conversations and, um, you know, connections and whatnot. We just did a lot of, you know, talking. So the guys were really sad that I wasn't going to be there. That homie Mike was like, it's going to be boring now. (laughs) Could she bring the light to party? Okay, I'm good. So, um. It, it's it's something when your presence is um in a space and your presence are no longer there. Um, I was laughing because a couple of my coworkers be like, "Wow," um, and I'd be like, oh, "Sorry." So um, I said it's gonna be more quieter around here that I'm not here. So anyway, um, so I do my class, right? I come in. Uh, um, one of the clients was listening to some music. It was really calm, relaxing, so I turned the light off. I set the atmosphere. I began to take him into like a prayer, like meditation or whatnot, and and talk about um, life's transition. We're going through things in life, and I and I talked about how um, I've always found comfort in in music and. And my relationship with God, and it's always been a thing that like takes me right into an atmosphere that's like really like like nigga. Yeah. So I'm talking about being in a time of your life when you're going through stuff and you need, you know, like you don't know what's going on and you're trying to find your way through and just all kinds of stuff is coming at you and it's coming in every direction and you're trying to figure out what's going on. And I said in the Hebrew perspective of things that the the shaitan is is busy. Because the scriptures tell us that God brings good and evil. He said, I bring the good and the evil. Right? You heard me say it. Right? He said, I bring the good and the evil. Uh, matter of fact, let me just go on and pull up that scripture real quick so I can quote it effectively and I'm not wrong um, in saying what I'm saying so that it's in it's, it's true context. Yeah.
Yeah. It's in Isaiah 45. Um, verse 7. And it says. Um, I am he that prepared light and formed darkness who make peace and create evil. The Hebrew word is who brings good. There's no such thing as good and bad, right? right. So I bring the functional and dysfunctional, right? Yeah. I bring the functionality and dysfunction, or I bring order and I produce chaos. Do you understand? Okay. I am Yahuwah Eloeka. I who have done all these things. And see, you would look at it and say, oh, well, why would God bring bad and good? No, no, no. See, the good is is a production of our worthiness when we do what is correct. There's blessings, right? So basically, you're, you're inhabited something. It either means, he brings blessings or he brings curses. Curses, like he said, right? Yeah. Uh, um, but, but, but mind you now this thing, right? Because... When we're, we're looking at, at uh, parents, we bring a standard, right? Yeah. There is a standard as a parent that we bring into our children's lives. And when our children go against the standard, there is what? Consequences. But you have to understand this one thing, too, about consequences or when the evil comes. It comes to do three things, right? It comes to edify, right? To bring an awareness, an understanding of something. It comes to punish, right? Because we didn't done some shit wrong and we didn't fucked up, goddamn. You know what I'm saying? And it comes, right, to strengthen. It grows. Conflict causes fucking growth and if you find it cycling back again it's because you didn't do something right so um i was helping them to understand that so as we are having this dialogue right now um one of the clients is an older white guy he went out he said i forgot my glasses so he went to get his glasses. He took a long time. So by the time we were done with this whole place of peace, mm-hmm. here come chaos. Mm-hmm. Nigga, as soon as he came inside the goddamn room, he started with the bullshit. Yeah, because um, you're staring at me and then, uh, you're trying to intimidate me. Nobody's going to intimidate me. Or, I'm like, oh shit, here we go now, goddamn. <laughs> so I looked over. To all the guys. And I said, um, remember when I said, in a time when you'll find some peace, here come chaos. To test mind. you. Because I was teaching him. We have an 18-year-old um, young man. I was teaching him about, you know, he was upset because this is the same dude that had pissed him off earlier today. Um, Possibly. Pause. Man. So, um... Whew. He comes right in. And I had been trying to teach him all week about, you know, stuff will come up because he's young and he, he's trying to do better and change his life. And um, and I was just telling him how, you know, stuff will happen. But you have to know that above all things, God is is aware like if we don't put our trust in him fully and he had been teaching me this all month i feel like that has been my lesson right and and about 
my actions and how sometimes my action brings rot in my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and me not preparing myself also set me up for failure. So I so after I had the dialogue with trying to make um to use this these examples yesterday to help the guys understand certain things and even with him who was all mad like I'm like listen I feel like he he was really the real thing about what was up with him was uh, he felt abandoned that's one they graduate next week so he's leaving going back into his environment that that's a scary place also sometimes when we live in a lot of chaos and we're used to people disappointing us we will cause or we will self-sabotage relationships um, and put space in between ourselves and others as a way of protecting ourselves. Mm -hmm. And with him, every time I brought up issues of abandonment with him, Mm -hmm. oh, shit, girl, he went blind off and... And I'm like, so surely this is the thing we're dealing with here and this is the source of your anger see they thought it was other stuff no because every time i mentioned a particular word to him he's has some issues with his father his father was very harsh and mean to him and that's how he grew up and he didn't show him love you know what i mean so um when you get in a place and you begin to start feeling genuine love it's an uncomfortable thing. That's why today's message, we're going to do tour portions today. I'm sorry, because, and it might be a little long, so I'm just telling you now, you just know. Um, and it's, it's worthy, and it's really, really good um, to hear. So um, please hold on and, and stick with it. There's one thing I want to do before we get started. Got now the code again. Uh, yeah. Okay, here we go. say this and the issue with it no about? but the big thing with him is is conflict what, what, he, he anytime anytime he deals with conflict he runs okay. right and um and doesn't engage and she's known for bringing conflict so when you're dating a woman and you know that's what she does conflict he runs away from it but his so big issue hold on thing? His big issue is one, he was raised by all women. All he, he's the only son. Okay. And a whole bunch of girls. Okay. So his relationship with women is going to be a little different because. He's and, more and emotional because he was raised by women. Exactly. E- extremely. Mm-hmm. Um, and his big thing too is 
anytime he feels uncomfortable, he automatically retreats. And um, it's a sad thing because I'm going to say it again. You always hear me talk about relationships and how, you know, people exit in relationships and thinking that it's okay. It really isn't okay to exit relationships. So I'm going to use my own motherfucking self as I always do. The fact that it, it, he was raised by women, so there was no male figure in his life, so he ran to one. Even if that male figure is presented as a woman. She's still masculine. The oh. dominant part of Ooh. the relationship. She Nigga. brings that Nigga. to the relationship. Listen, listen now. This is also the reason why you find women being very, very hard. And masculine like because they have absence of a male figure and their representation of what that looks like is is displayed because it's something that their mother taught them if you really go back and if you have some time go look up the um there are two things you have to see and watch and understand what I'm talking about one of those things is the Willie Lynch letter but you gotta watch. You gotta watch. You gotta look at the Woody Lynch letter, and then I need you to look at something called um, the the project. But you have to look up the Mouse Utopia is the name of um, the project. And when you look up Willie the Willie Lynch letter first, and then you look at the Mouse Utopia. Then you will understand exactly the fuck I'm talking about. You you don't you're not understanding. This shit is spiritual and psychological warfare. They do extensive studies and they produce shit from the studies that's been done. This is y'all be in here thinking I be on some governmental wild shit. Uh-uh, niggas. I be studying stuff. It's stuff out here that will blow your fucking mind. It's stuff I have I have a friend that I work with, he a, he a practitioner, and he be like, you be bringing up shit I don't even want to know. But see, our problem is fear of what is known. And to be aware of something, it doesn't mean that you should fear because God is always in control. But still, to know what you're facing in the world around you and the kind of uh, tactics and psychological warfare that you are dealing with on a daily basis is very important to understand these things because when you are combating it, we live in a society where people, um, you were saying it earlier today, the thing about being black, right? And us wanting to have our own stuff, as the brother said um, in in the message. And a lot of times we be fighting because it's only us. As a people that are deemed to be racist or discriminatory when we have things that are are our own stuff. But mind you, mind you, mind you, Africans have their own communities because there's a whole Ethiopian community back home. Yes, Asians do too. Asians have their own communities. And when I mean by communities, I mean like everybody in this in the city is Asian. All the stores is Asian. They got Asian banks. They got Asian doctors. They got Asian pharmacies. Everything they do is based on their own folks and they cater to their own population of people. Exactly. And it's not deemed to be racist or wrong. 
But anytime we group up and decide we're going to have something and it'll be completely solely focused around blacks, everybody got a problem with it. Muslims have their own communities. Everybody has their own communities with no problem. And even the small hats. Yes, they do. And and everything is in, in their language. Yes, it is. So you ain't even coming in that community because you can't read shit. Just like Hispanic neighborhoods yeah. is in Spanish. Just like Korean neighborhoods got their shit in their language. They do. And if you won't read the shit, you won't even know cause unless somebody bring you into it and show you. So, um, moving on, goddamn, y'all, y'all have to, to, um, there are, there are things that we took on that are maladaptive to our relationship balance. And we don't really, man, shit. Uh, goddamn, do it one more time. I ain't gonna stop it this time. Um, that we, um, that makes our relationships with one another ineffective. Real shit. I feel like I haven't seen you in a while. Yeah, I know. I feel like my roommate. I've been sleeping in my studio. Is it fulfilling? It's been, um... If you're made or created to be man and woman, to be collective, to be one, how is it ever being effective being separated from one another? Is not because we weren't created to be that way. We we just not. It's not it's not godly. Moving on. Back. Is it what? Does it hug you back? No, but I've been able to be calm. Calm. Yeah. Calm from how you created. I haven't created hell. No. Don't get me wrong. This is my pet peeve with this man. He's like a child. He is. And he feels like his whole life is to be a party. Mm-hmm. Moving on. I just feel like you act very different from before we got married. But I think that has everything to do with growing up with a strict parent. Because if you know anything about his mom, she's extremely strict. Well, he's Jamaican. They usually are. Mm-hmm. They have strict upbringings. Very religious, strict upbringings. Yeah, because you'll find some Catholic influence in a lot of their stuff, yeah. too. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, strictness is fine. But Torah's balance. Moving on. Just, yeah, because it's changed a lot. I feel really neglected by you. I feel like you don't take the time to be into me like you used to. You forget, you know... Let me correct what she's saying because it sounds off when she says you don't take the time to be into me. That's not what she means. She means there was something that you were doing when I first started dating you. Now that we're together, you're no longer doing. Yeah, she's saying you don't She's enough. feeling abandoned. Neglected. That part. Yeah, well, 
Now, let me tell you one thing that was very interesting that this nigga said. Nobody told me it was going to be hard having a baby. The fuck? Um, it's a whole nother person you're responsible for. I mean, like, who did, what you mean? What the fuck kind of life was you living, nigga? Goddamn. That you didn't think being a parent and being married is going to take some fucking work. I mean, it, it's, being in a relationship itself is not an easy feat. <laughs> you think being, taking care of a baby is easier? I, I don't know. I mean, it, he checked out on her. Yes, he did. Emotionally and physically. Yes, he was very And she good. was left to do everything by yes, herself. Alright, now goddamn y'all. Mm-mm. Alright. I wouldn't take our wedding pictures and put it in the garbage for what? What the hell were you thinking when you did that? Just creating from a world that I'm marrying me was your biggest mistake and you're worried about me dumping wedding pictures that I can't Yeah, because that's... I think the problem is um, not understanding consequences. So when you openly do things, there's consequences. I feel like sometimes she's irrational because she comes from her own stuff. And I think both of them need therapy. They do. Separately, yes. Collectively. Personal. That's real life. So is real life. You tweeted something. That's not real life. Are you even remorseful for the public humiliation? He said he made the business bank by marrying her and then said Twitter's not real life. You understand what I say about people using their words recklessly and thinking after you've spoken those words and you don't make correction? or apologize or fix it that everything is going to be okay Mm-mm. you caused an offense you stood in it and then and then you felt va- 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 um, validated in the action <clears throat> for like you're making me feel what are you putting me through no matter what's in jeopardy for my husband it, there's still no click you asked for my hand in marriage you asked for this family that we've created together this ain't even with marriage this is just being in a relationship you can't sit yourself in a relationship walk away from it nor engage in it nor deal with anybody connected to it and think that it's okay It's just, it's just not. Um, it's like telling someone I want to be with you when I feel like being with you. And whenever I want to see you is when I feel like I want to see you. And what you want is irrelevant to me. The fuck? No, no, that's not even a job. That's that's selfishness. Anytime you engage in something with another party being involved and their feelings don't matter, goddamn. Um, you know, fuck. I mean, who the... Okay, I'm going to go because you didn't hear me bit about this shit before and my frustration about how we behave towards one another. And we feel valid in our actions and the bullshit we be doing. I'm going to go and let this play. And now that you have it, it's not interesting enough for you anymore. 
I know it's said that. I feel like when you make comments about like how you don't want to have any more kids. Okay, Erica, what's going on up there with you and Safari? She said, how can I look at this baby and not want another one? But tell them why you don't want another one. Because I got too big from, during my pregnancy. No, I didn't say that. Tell them. Yeah, 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 thank I you. It seems like he got it way too, son. Because he acts like a spoiled brat. He do. God damn. He's always act like that, though. The fuck? Um, the fuck, niggas? I mean, it's, it's some grown not, boy not, shit out here. It's not new behavior. No, it's not. God damn. Yeah, he's very childish. Nobody all time for no man, no man child. And, and then she, he round here running, uh, uh, raising up somebody's child. Goddamn. Or a Because they they feel it on you. They know. They know it comes off. Yeah. God said, don't even consider them. Don't choose that. Don't be curious. All of that's abomination to God. Over you, the same God that watched over Malik Dawid, King David, is the same God that watched over us, the same God that calls us to perform before him in a manner that is acceptable. 
Come with it. chapter 18 verse 12 may we say hallelujah hallelujah for whosoever doeth these things is an abomination unto the most high god god hates it so now you're going to learn that god hates this and hates that you hear it god allows you to hear things that negroes don't hear in this day and time and you still go say hello to Real shit. Come with it. Sisters, 
be a turnaround. Because the remnant getting smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. And if you love yourself and you love your house and you love your children, you would bring forth a sign on the shop by day. To where people see you. That's the way it was in the 60s and 70s. A good part of the 80s. That's right. We were, we were deep then. Damn, they came out well, full force then. Yeah. Rap music really killed it. Where the children at? Huh? Coming up, we had men that held tight to what's right. Come on now. Not anymore. Why the curse even lives in houses of Israel to where you be ruled by babes Come with it. Pause. Why? Pause. Why is the curse upon the men that you'll be ruled over by children and women? Whew. That means he's lacking his job. Right. As a man to lead his family in righteous judgment. So the curse written in scripture upon the man is because he didn't lead righteously. Mm-hmm. That the women and children will do what? Rule over. Okay. Why? Mm. Come on. Verse 12. For whosoever doeth these things is an abomination unto the most high God. And because these abominations, the Most High God is driving them out from before thee. Thou shalt be wholehearted with the Most High God. Nations that thou art to dispossess, hearken unto soothsayers. Yeah, wholehearted to the Most High. With all your heart, soul, and might, that's a whole heart. Huh? That is God over everything. Huh? Jesus. Both. 
word made that woman his. The promise, the engagement made that woman his. He never go into another man's wife. That brings the holy and artificial insemination. Artificial insemination. Verse 13. Thou shalt be wholehearted with the most high your God. For these nations that thou art to dispossess, hearken unto soothsayers and unto diviners. But as for thee, the most high your God hath not suffered thee so to do. Now we got, they were called chiefs. Well, they had chiefs and heads. Chiefs and heads. 
Yeah. It's still the same though. It is. It's same. cultural. So mind you now, I'm I'm realizing because you know how the Hebrew thing is to to have each people be called by they like one of the grow like like how those nations grow and that's that person's name and their whole family situated yes. around it. That's what you found with the natives here, right? Yeah. Exactly yeah. the same thing. You don't see it nowhere else, but here you do. When it comes to the Hebraic understanding where the groups of people, if they had a mighty man who was known amongst the land and then their family members were known after that person, which is why you find. Remember how we had recently we learned that um, the the Cherokee word is Choctaw. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But see, they try to make it seem like the Cherokee nation stood out on its own. But technically, there's a connection to the Cherokee people. That are associated with the Choctaw. Mm-hmm. And that word Cherokee is a Choctaw name. Yes. When we already know um, the word Chakta is a Hebrew word. It is. It is. <laughs> For fallen. Mm. Or was it disconnected? Uh, removed or or uh, uh, something, something to that de- de- degree. Something was lost or something. Something like that. I think it. I think it's lost. Man, but yeah, because remember we were, remember God, we weren't supposed to have a king over us. Right. But He knew, and foreknew that we would require one eventually. Which is why he included it in the Torah. It's funny because people say it's contradictory. No, he foreknew everything that was going to transpire. But a king set over the people was set as a curse. Because we required man to rule over us, then God to rule over us. And there was a curse placed upon the people under the head of having a man rule over them. Because they already had judges and chiefs. Or princes. Because that was the term, right, for Hebrew. They called them princes. Yeah. We Israel may go on the possessor of all things and everything. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may be seated. These brothers don't play. Most high, my biological father, he's very much present in my life. Um, 
but we could all have what they say it takes a village right we have many father figures many uncles and you know that help us grow into the men and women that we are of today so that's why in the book it say pay homage to your leaders and teachers mm-hmm. that's of course we're talking about leaders that lead the community and teachers part of those teachers and leaders are your aunts, uncles, fathers, those who are part of the community that help you grow and develop. Because if it wasn't for their guidance, we wouldn't grow and develop into the individuals that we are today. Mm-hmm. So you got to pay respect and homage to them. Um, and I'm truly grateful for them, each and every one of them that I have encountered and was uh, tutored under. Um, I like this portion. Right? Because, you know, to me, this, this portion, not to me, this portion, the objective of this portion is to bring order, to bring structure. I mean, the order and the structure was already there, but it's a reinforcement and an understanding into how to operate in that order, in that structure. And it gives you contingencies for different things that may to happen sin or that or may go arise. wrong. Not only that, but it gives us. A calm yeah. understanding to know that we ain't the judge, jury, and executioner. The book, mm. it starts off. The chapter 16, verse 18. Let's go there real quick. See how it starts off. Cut off. Yes, sir. Like cut off. Family, we currently in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 16. Reading from, from verse K. 18, may we all say hallelujah. hallelujah. Judges and officers mm-hmm. shall thou make Talk. thee in all thy gates. Because you ain't one. Because you ain't one. That's why you're supposed to appoint them throughout all your gates. Yeah, they always do that. We can't solve and resolve every single problem. So you elect individuals of stature, individuals who have the understanding, individuals uh-uh, who are pause. I'm, I'm going to take it down to the lowest one because we always know normally it's the last word or the first word. It says purify from uncleanness. That's what I said. That is what I said. Purify from uncleanness. From uncleanness. Yeah. And that's most likely what that word means. Mm-hmm. To be cut off. To be cut off means to purify mm-hmm. from anything that's unclean. And yeah. that means to be cut off, uh-huh. disconnected from anything that is considered unclean. Yeah. Cold dash. Mm-hmm. Hot talk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then also it goes on further to say, they shall not accept the bribe or have respect the person and so on and so forth. It lets you know that if you do sit in such a seat, if you do hold such an office, then you shouldn't personalize things. It should just be about the law. Because that's what a bribe does. It makes it personal. Mm-hmm. It builds a relationship between you and a person that you normally don't have a bond with. Mm-hmm. That's why you don't respect a bribe. We think bribe, we think money. A bribe is also a favor. Mm-hmm. Let me do this favor for you. That's how we work in, 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 in the politic world today. It's a boom. Multiple that's what it is, though. Yeah. A favor work. for a favor. Favor for a favor. That's how we do business. That's how they. That's, and business is often done that way, but it's not done that way when you are a judge. 
and you are responsible for bringing balance. Mm-hmm. That's why you can't have respect the person. See, the key to... You're responsible for bringing bear, balance, but fairness, right? So anytime you make judgments or actions that are not fair, right, or right, then you're you're out of order. So everything we do in life should bring fairness toward our fellow man. Yeah? All right. Everything here is about balance. What the Most High gives us in this book, the scriptures, is balance. Right. Yeah, we understand and know that there's a contrary to something. But we also know that there's a way to get it done. There's a good and there's a bad. Jehovah said, I created good and evil. Mm-hmm. That's what he said. What he's basically saying is I created balance. Yeah, he did. Well, let me show you how the Most High works. Out of this world, right? What they say. We were created out of chaos. Mm-hmm. If we were created out of chaos and brought into order, don't you think our existence should solely Represent. be in a state of order? Yeah. And the state of order ain't talking about nothing but balance. Exactly. A just way and a balance is the delight of your Is that not what's written? Yes. So what does that mean, balance? Fairness. Let's talk about fairness for a second. Come on, brother. Fairness is being able to weigh a matter outside of yourself and favor. Pause. Pause. Is that a date? Is that is that something you hear me say enough? What? To be able to look at shit outside yourself and say, this ain't about me. I got to remove myself from this situation so that I can look at it appropriately and weigh it out fairly. So when your movements are selfish, God will deal with you. If you're being fair to your fellow man and you're thinking about what's fair to them, then you'll see God working in your life. But if your whole movement is on self and you don't be thinking about fairness to others, nigga, you'll always be having a hard motherfucking time. You will know what your life is like based on what is being represented in it. You will know the kind of person you are in the eyesight of God based on What's happening in your life? Father? Did I not say examining yourself all the time saying, am I doing what's right or am I doing what's right in my own eyes? And there is a difference between what's right fully versus what's right to me. And what's right to you is your own self-satisfaction. As the brother said. What's best for the collective. That's balance. Yeah, it is. That's fairness. Yeah, it is. Fair is when I go into business with you. I don't have you to the point where I gain more and you lose a lot. You just walked away with empty pockets. And I'm sitting here smiling happy. That's not fair. Right. That's not balance. Right. A balance is what we call an even exchange. 
Yes. And an even exchange should happen on multiple levels. On multiple levels. On all levels. An even exchange. Mm-hmm. What do you need from me? How can I be a service to you? That's what you want? Okay. I can meet you halfway. Huh? Can I meet you halfway? See, that's the problem. We don't want to meet niggas half. It's about me. What I need. What's going on in my life. It's all about what I gotta have. It's all about me. What'd you say? Yeah. Because he was talking to women. He was talking to women about being selfish. About what they expect in a relationship. And well, a, a lot of answers for Well, most women require tangible things all the time. They yes. want somebody to take care of them. But they don't want to take exactly. care of their men. Exactly. Right. So it's the same thing. It's vice versa. If you want someone to take care of you, you got to be willing to take care of them. You got to be willing to say, what are your needs, baby? Can I, um, can we, can we, can we come to an agreement? And I think. If we ain't having the dialogues though, see, people don't even want to have the conversation. I think the one other video for the best, because he came up to someone and she said that she want a man pay for anything, provide for her, he's good to her, she don't have to do much, or have to do anything, and he asked her a question. If he told you that you couldn't dress a certain way, or you couldn't do social media anymore, to delete your Instagrams and all of that, her answer was, okay. Baby, what you need? I got and you. And why do I need to be on social media? I already got my man. <laughs> no, no, I already got my needs met. Does she say she already got what she needs? Why does she need to be on social media? Okay, that just advertises to other people that you're open. That you are open, and then that just creates problems. So get but, rid of the distractions. Uh, but, and all those things. So so rational, right? Yes. Um, not common either, right? It's not common. Because whatever you need from me, I'm gonna I'm gonna make it done. Exactly. But see, we always want the other person to bend, but we don't bend. Yeah, exactly. So so, so it goes back to some narcissistic shit. Um, you want me to bend and give and do for you. What are you giving me? What's the exchange? Exactly. As he said, fair exchange. Right? Exactly. It meeting on both needs. But see, it doesn't have to be equal or the same thing, but just balance. Yes. Fairness. Balance is what? Fairness. Am I being fair to someone else? Am I being fair? Okay. That's for the whole point of the contract. That is the whole point of the contract, so that it's fair. Exactly. And that you have to hold to what you what. 
You have something to hold you to the promises you made. Because if you make promises, if your ass don't follow what the fuck you said you going to do, then you've broken something. And you should pay for that shit. Anytime you do wrong and you promise somebody some shit and you don't do it, nigga, you got to be up. You got to you got to deal with it. You know, every time I promise. Listen, every time I promise somebody I'm going to do something and I get home and I don't do that thing, that shit bother the fuck out my ass. I be in here like I said I was going to do that. Okay, I'm doing tomorrow. I promise I'll do it tomorrow. But I try to make myself do it because I have to be. I have to be a woman of my word and accountable for my actions and the things that I have to do. Because how can I sit right with myself when I make promises or when I say you my friend, right? And, and you need me and I can't come, come be there for you. Then why am I your friend? You my man and I can't show up for you. Why am I your woman? Come on, y'all. Y'all, y'all got to do better. This should happen while communicating. Are we talking to each other? Do we learn if I overtalk you? Do I learn from you if I overtalk you? Do you learn from me if you overtalk me? Nah. So we got to create a balance there. I can't. I got to let you speak. Hear you out. You got to hear me out. And then we, we come together to meet and we figure out what's best. We come to a medium, but we can't have a conversation that we can't make it, make it happen if we don't talk about it. How can two walk together unless they agree? Shit, you can even agree to disagree. An equal, even exchange. Come with it. That's what we call fair. That's what we call fair. And the Most High deals with us in that same like manner. He tells you, follow these Lord's steps and commandments. And as a result of that, you shall be blessed. But he goes a step above here because he blesses you abundantly. Come on now. So you give and he gives you more. Yeah. As we spoke the week prior, when we talk about lending unto, like, like uh, uh, lending to the poor is like unto, uh, uh, lending to the Most High. Because he going to bless you. Way more than what you gave them. Right. So he deal way beyond fairness with us. He always makes sure we good. And that's, you know what? When you sit down and you look at certain righteous men and certain businessmen, that's how they always moved. Right. They operated outside of themselves. Even if they walked away with a little bit less just to make sure that you was good, they Come did on. it by choice. Come on. They did it by choice to assure that fairness was there. Come on. sure that that balance and that just waiting at the light was there. The most high deal with us the same like way. So we got judges and we got officers that are appointed throughout our gates for a purpose of establishing fairness. And I don't like the word equality because we don't live in a state of equality. Come on. Because a woman is not equal to a man and the man is not equal to a woman. Right or wrong? I'm not equal to a priest. What? What? Oh, shit, nigga women. Oh, shit. Exactly. We're not equal because we're not the same. But even so, the equality that they're asking for is not true equality. No. It's, uh, I want to do everything a man can do 
but I want special treatment. That's not equality, though. Exactly. That's unfairness. Exactly. All right. This equal to me. There's things that I can do that the priest can't do, and there's things that the priest can do that, that I, I can't, can't do. do. So it's not huh? equal, is it? No, if an average Joe's child before. dies, can he, if she's married, can he attend that funeral? Surely he can. A priest can. So we ain't equal. So I don't like the word equality. It's not even equal anyway, because it's 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 not really equal. It's 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 a it's a resemblance of of a falsehood that people try to equate to. That's what kind of blurred the lines of balance today. Come on now. The way that they present what they call equality. Mm-mm. Everything has a standard according to its kind. Ooh. 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 Father, did you hear it, girl? Mm-hmm. Did you hear it? Everything has what? A standard according to what? Its kind. An elephant can't do the same thing a lion can do. Right. An elephant does everything that it's supposed to do according to the standard of what? An elephant. And a lion does what it does according to the standards of being what? A lion. Every animal has its own function and it operates in the function and that role that it was created to do. A woman's was created to do a specific thing. She operates in the function of what she was created to. The man was created to do a thing according to the function in which he was created to. There is no equality based on the role and the function that you were created to be and do. Anytime you operate outside of that, you will find imbalance how do I know? God damn. Go take them hormones so you can be a man if you want to. The testosterone's gonna start attacking your heart. Clearly, you are not meant to operate in the function of a man because that very thing that you're introducing into your body will cause a dysfunctional reaction within the body that helps you to understand it don't belong there. (laughs) You can say I'm wrong. You can say I'm being messy. You can say I'm being racist and judgmental. Facts is motherfucking facts. And facts over feeling equates to a truth every single goddamn day. And your feelings is the problem because we always want to get in our emotions and allow our emotions to overrun a truth. But it won't stop the repercussions of ignorance. It will not. All right, now, goddamn. Somebody say... Think about that. Everything has a standard according to its kind. And that's what it should be measured upon. If a priest has a standard, his standard is according to his priesthood. Come with it. A Levite has a standard, it's according to his office. A king has a standard, it's according to his office. It's just how it is. So we talking balance. We talking a just way that the light is the creator of heaven and earth. So I love how this portion started out. It said, Judges and officers shalt thou make thee and all thy gates which Jehovah thy God giveth thee. 
tribe by tribe, and they shall judge the people with righteous judgments. Mm. Uh, um, um, hold on, right quick. A member, nigga, man, when I said it's your due diligence to lead your family in righteous judgments and in the time. You teach your children outside of that way. Chaos will rule in your in your home. When will you get tired, next? When will you get tired of dysfunction ruling in your home? See, the thing about it is this. Let me forewarn you this. Y'all recall me, goddamn? Because, see, I ain't talked about this yet. And then I'm going to let him get to. Me telling y'all about all y'all niggas that practiced Christmas last year was going to be in for it. This year's going to be a hardship like a motherfucker, goddamn. <clears throat> so they talking about threatening to shut down government next month. When they do that, niggas. When they do that, everybody that depend upon Section 8, food stamps, WIC, Medicaid, um, trying to get SSI benefits, trying to get other benefits, um, yeah, they, they might stop. But you recall me saying some shit about a couple of weeks ago about how they were giving all those goddamn immigrants money. So they had money for the immigrants to give away. They ain't talking about this is the reason why them Republicans want to shut down movement. Uh-huh. Because, you know, um... If you putting up immigrants in hotels, but y'all got homeless citizens running around this bitch, that's Democrats. But if the Republicans are saying, fuck that, we ain't giving out shit till we get this shit squared away. The fuck going on? I don't got no dog in the Democratic, Republican, Libertarian, or whatever governmental race y'all ass have. Because truthfully... Yeah, you don't give a fuck about us. But when I told y'all chaos was coming and y'all ass ain't gonna learn to work together, goddamn. And that, that they gonna really, really set y'all ass up with these laws and shit and y'all gonna be fucked. <laughs> and then they didn't decide this year to start releasing robots and shit into the public uh, arena so that's going to remove jobs for a lot of people like in New York they're going to have robots around so civil servants jobs are going to be in jeopardy because the robots are there now one company put a robot in as a CEO So, when I tell you certain jobs are going to start being obsolete, yeah, niggas, yeah, it is. It's, it's going to get rough. 
But the father always said, I will preserve my people. He will. Y'all going to keep playing with him. Y'all going to keep celebrating Christmas. Y'all going to keep eating your pork. You're going to keep worshiping your Jesus and doing all that shit y'all do. You're going to keep doing it. Because mind you, Jesus, you know what the man told me yesterday? We don't worship Jesus. We worship God. Jesus is God, sir. Do you do you not understand transubstantiation? It means God came down as man in the flesh and went back up to be God. Um, that's the representation of what Jesus actually is. Look that shit up. Transubstantiation. Next. God himself came down. We don't worship Jesus. We worship God. No, you worship Jesus. You don't even understand. People don't even understand what their belief is. They don't understand the history of their belief. They don't understand none of it. What the man said earlier? We got a bunch of what? Bad information. Mm-hmm. Okay. And y'all be wanting to fight. I have a whole... <laughs> Don't be trying to convert me. I ain't trying to convert you. You told me I was talking to demons. So I'm about to hit you up with all this. Yeah, what the nigga told me. Yeah. So since you telling me I'm talking to demons, I'm finna hit you up with scripture. I'm gonna make you, I'm gonna make you think. What that say? What this say? I ain't trying to convert you. I just told you scripture. You said. Don't come with me. Don't come at me with so that crazy. shit. Niggas. We we be we we will hold fast to a viewpoint without even doing the research. Uh and, and the guy at my job, remember how we were talking, he was saying certain stuff ain't it don't exist. That they can't <coughs> <laughs> that they can't they can't transfer um consciousness into a chip. Everything every fucking thing they didn't show Joe ass before we became who we are that they said they can't do what can do now. I'm sorry. What? No he said. I I don't I, I clearly he don't read, but I'm on I'm I can't I got to, I can't wait to find my shit so I can send it to his motherfucking ass. Anyway, so <laughs> Huh? Just sending that right T- there. Techno who? Technomancy. Oh yeah, technomancy. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Yay! It's technology through witchcraft. I know. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Technomancy. I I said I forgot exactly. about it. I forgot about it. They can't do what now? Yeah, yeah. Mind you, now. <laughs> and that's been going on for how long? Too damn long. Mm, yeah. Since since before, before the forties. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I forgot about technomancy. Get with me, girl. Uh-huh. All right, y'all. I'm going to move on. Technomancy. Even when it comes to matters of your own, sometimes you got to be realistic. Step back. You know what, man? Yeah, I was wrong with that one. But our egos get the best of us instead of us getting the best of it. An ego shouldn't control you. You should control it. And that's how we elevate in the eyes of the creator. You see, this is what the ego does. The ego causes you to start to satisfy yourself over satisfying the requirements of the creator. 
I'll say it again. Yes. An ego will cause you to satisfy yourself over satisfying that which the Creator left on record for us, the requirements of the Creator. You become great when you learn to make sure that you establish the requirements of the Creator over yourself, over your own personal feelings and emotions. When we do that, we become great, and the Most High blesses us abundantly. It's a curse to not be able to control yourself. Think about it. When somebody has a stroke, and the one side of their body is, is, is limp or uncontrollable, isn't that a curse? It's a curse, but we only look at it in the form of somebody sick, injured, or hurt. So you think it's not a curse that you can't control yourself? You ain't even had a stroke and you can't control yourself. Huh? And it goes, and I'm not just talking anger, I'm talking about sex. Oh, damn! I'm This, this, this is why you have sacred geometry. Listen, all right, real quick. Hold on. Listen, yo, listen, 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 listen. It says, "I etch a pattern of geometric geometric shapes into a stone to uh, unintended. The shapes look mysterious and complex." But I know that when arranged correctly, they will give the stone a sp special power, enabling it to respond to incantations in a language no human being has ever spoken. I will ask the stone questions in this language and it will answer by showing me a vision, a world created by my spell, a world imagined within the pattern on the stone. Exactly. Daniel Hale's The Pattern on the Stone. The simple ideas that make computers work. Exactly. Which is why you often find those geometric patterns of old and stained glass as well as grids or city grids mm -hmm. on the street looking mm -hmm. like a computer itself. Mm -hmm. What was it? Exactly. All right. Hey, 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 hey. Oh, father. What was it? Oh, shit, niggas. Okay. Come with Niggas say... Say, so, 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 father. Mm -hmm. See, y'all be thinking, nigga. Nothing new under the sun, right? Uh, no, y'all be thinking my ass be tripping and shit. And ancient. I, I told y'all ass I don't fuck around. Nigga. Yeah. This is also why you see stained glass windows, vibrations, looking as as vibrations do or resemblance of vibrational um, patterns why they make the hall sound a particular way so that 
And, and in the Catholic Church, they sing songs on specific cues, tones, and frequencies. And majority of their songs actually have a particular sound. And, and they have that building built specifically for the songs in the which they sing in order to hypnotize your motherfucking ass. Goddamn. And peace this shit the fuck out. The reason why in the Christian church music is prevalent every time. It's the thing that really caused your ass to stay in there to make you feel like you really getting something and something is actually going on. But really what's happening is the music is bewitching y'all ass and you don't even really know that. But see, we don't even really think to understand that music actually bewitch your ass in a way. Come with me. Resonating with the frequencies underneath. Uh Uh-huh. That's just why they built on ley lines. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. There's more power in where you build. Exactly. In specific spots. And and, and, and places. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. They know all about it. It has a stronger power that you reside within, which is why I'm going to say it again. The songs are sung in a particular pattern way. And if you ever paid attention to the monks in Buddha and the Catholic monks singing their songs, they sound the motherfucking same. Will help you to understand there's no difference between the relational patterns between those two groups of people. But you know what? The Catholic Church or the Christian Church itself, which is the fundamentals in Catholicism, goddammit, is known as the universal church. Universal in what way? What do that really mean when you understand that the foundations of Christianity is called universal? Why is it universal? But then you got Israel all separated and talking about, nah, we separate. But then the rest of the people talking about, we universal. Because they universally worship the fallen. And y'all ass universally are told not to do so. Good question. Mm-hmm. When is Yom Teruah taking place? Yom Teruah is already here. Yom Teruah brings us into Yom Kippur. Yeah, okay. On the map for October. It's weird. Yom Teruah already took place. The blowing of trumpets. I actually messed up. Uh, no, um, we need to find out really what the calendar set because it's important. Um, Cause we ain't we off. I got to figure out. And so next year, uh, no, come December, I need to do some studying um, um, during Christmas time when I do my fast, so I can get me a nice calendar together. All right. Goddamn! Hold on. I'm talking about the place. <laughs> is it really? Yes. If you can't control <laughs> it, so how is that not? I think I think we I think my ours is set on. What's the difference between that and the stroke? On the on the on, on the way we set it up for for us to be having our because uh, the Shabbat is actually on Thursday this year. Is that something somebody said that I didn't say it already? A slave to your own emotions? Mm-hmm. I love it when I hear other people repeating that stuff because I know a lot of times people just don't listen to my ass. They just listen to other folks. The scriptures come and it teaches us. Jehovah speaks to us and he teaches us balance, order. It's a delight of his. 
So it should be a delight of ours. And it ain't that hard. A lot of times when we start to engage with one another, if we sit back and we say, you know what, I know how I feel, but it ain't about how I feel. What's best? Oh! Sometimes we need to think to ourselves, I know how I feel. But it's not about how I feel. It's about what's best. best. What's the best thing to do right now? Is it best right now for me to do this? Or it's best right now for me to do that? What's the rational and best thing for me to do in my life right now? I know this is what I want, but is it feasible for me to have this? See, we make decisions too without actually making sure these actions that we make are actually feasible feasible for us. But we never consult God anyway. We just go making out shit and then it don't pan out for us and then we be mad at God, you know. Like how I've, I've told people multiple times that God said do this, that, and the other. And then they didn't do it. And then something negative happened. And then they be looking at God like, God, you why would you let this happen to me? He already told you what the fuck to do. Are you me? No. They be saying, why God let this happen to me? Because well, he didn't already told you the fuck to do. And if you don't listen to the fuck he told you to do, you know what's going to happen. All right. I always wanted. At first, it is very uncomfortable. And it's something that has to be practiced Every single day. Every day. Every single day. And it happens in different levels. It's not always just, just saying. me and you doing business together. It can happen when you have to help somebody and you really don't want to. You really don't want to. You're like, well, I don't feel like it. But that's what, what do I just say. I don't what? Feel like it. My feelings. Right. The discomfort comes when I have to work outside of my feelings, but it's always for the greater good. And it's always a... (sighs) Discomfort comes when we have to work outside of our feelings. But we have to work through the discomfort. Who said that? God, did you say that? Yeah, niggas. Yeah. When we are uncomfortable... With something. But being placed out. This is what I told him yesterday. Being placed outside your comfort zone. Does does not mean it's always a bad thing. That uncomfortability. Oftentimes comes for the benefit. Of your greater good. Mm -hmm. But we are often so fucking scared. To move. Out of. Our comfort zones because this is comfortable and this is what I want and okay so this is what's gonna work and the shit don't work and you I think the thing about us is 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 this too is even when even when we're sitting in the midst of adversity we gonna stick we gonna dig our heels heels in and still do it and we not realizing everything that we're doing is is not working for us and instead of looking for another way of doing it. And listening to reason and seeking for help and assistance in something, we rather just keep doing the wrong thing that only makes shit worse for us. You know, I like to play it safe. 
but it ain't safe. If if it's worse, <laughs> like I don't get it. Like, I, like I can see people like really well, having. What happens when you become accustomed to your environment and your situation? Yeah, but that's detrimental it to beco- you. It becomes a habit. You become a creature of habit, but still, the thing about it is, we the problem is, is we don't we love to stay in chaos. Exactly. It's become normalized. It's normal to be in chaos now. Oh shit! Well, it's it's custom. It's a it's a nigga it's way good. of life. Exactly. To to live in to live in, in chaos is a nigga way of life. We love that shit. Yep. It feels us. We just love it. We gravitate. It's gonna be a long night tonight. I'm so mad at that meeting. Blessing inside of it. Because who provides the most high? And when you do it in the name of the most high. Come on, he do it. Well. How we gonna lose? We never lose. Here it is. Judges and officers shall doubt and uh, establish thee in all thy case, which Yah thy power giveth thee, tribe by tribe, and they shall judge the people with righteous judgments. Thou shalt not rest judgment. Meaning when you see something going down, you think it's supposed to just, just sweep it to the side? Rest, delay, we don't want to do any of that. Because there's somebody on the other side of justice that's waiting, and it's not fair to them. All right, come on here so now. shall not rest judgment. And what he mean that somebody's on the end of, of judgment that um that's waiting and it's not fair to them, meaning if we don't act rightly and do what's correct, um being unfair to someone else, our actions being unfair to somebody else. And that should bother us. It should. says, thou shalt have no respect to person, neither shalt thou take a gift. For a gift doth blind the eyes of the wise. Yeah, it does. And perverted the words of the righteous. How so? Because you start sympathizing with somebody way beyond what you should. Right, if they wrong. Because if they give you a gift and you know you know their actions are wrong, you're going to you gonna operate wrongly. should always be to the creator of heaven and earth. Yeah. Who's just waiting to balance his, his delight. So that should always be our focus and our delight. Yeah. Would you agree? Right. Hallelujah. So where we left off? We left off on chapter 18. You said verse 8? Verse 15. Okay, cool. Top sheet. Um, let's start at 9. I know how Nassim covered that, but let's just start there and I'll pick up and go. This portion goes up to what, the 21st chapter? Yeah, chapter 21, it ends at verse 9. So let's go. Let's let's get through this. Okay. Family, we're currently in the book of Devarim, also known as the book of Deuteronomy. We'll begin at chapter 18, starting at verse 9. May we all say hallelujah. Hallelujah. When thou art coming to the land which the Most High your God giveth thee, Thou shalt not learn to do after the abominations of those nations. Right. So we understand that we shall not learn to do the abominable things of the nations that are around about us when we are in the land. But you think that type of situation don't apply for wherever we may go? 
Right. Of course it does. Because we are set apart. We are set aside people. Set aside, set apart means you separate. What did he what did we say? So why would I assimilate to average? Kata is average? to separate from what? Evil, unclean things. things. Yeah. If I'm above average, why would I go out in the world and assimilate to average? The Lord makes you above average. He said, this is your wisdom in the eyesight of the people. And it is. When you start to study the law, statutes, and commandments of the Creator, and then you study different things about life, you realize that this, this book gave you a whole lot of wisdom in just five chapters. Mm-hmm. How I give you a lifelong lesson in five chapters? Answer that for me. According to my book, let's go, let's see how many pages that is. According to this book, 286 pages. You got lifelong instructions that can carry you and your generations in 286 pages. I wish I could count the words. That's, 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 that's a blessing. But this is our wisdom in the eyesight. 286 pages of wisdom in the eyesight of all the people on the face of the earth. You know how many books they done wrote? You know how many things they done studied? But this here establishes us over them? But we want to assimilate to them. They got to read hundreds of books. We got to read 286 pages. And we want to assimilate to that. Why would I assimilate to anything less than what I am? It doesn't make sense. But that's what happens when we go to commit sin. You give in to things that are less than you. You're greater than those things. Why are you partaking and giving in to them? Say, say it to yourself. When something about to go down or something about to happen, you got to say to yourself, I'm better than that. Whew. Y'all done heard me say Set it. Standard. Set a standard for yourself. And never lower your, your standards and never allow anybody to lower you to their standard of fear. But that's not an easy thing to do because most people fall a prey to it. Yeah. Because they're ruled by their emotions and that's what he said earlier. I'm above this. I'm above that. Why am I partaking in that? Why am I doing that? That's why I don't believe in arguing with people. I will not argue with nobody. I'll reason with you if I love you. We'll have a discussion about it if I love you. But it very rarely do you see me arguing with people like we serious about to fight each other. It ain't happening. I don't do it. It's pointless. Exactly. Nothing is gained there. Right. So move on and be greater, be better. Why would I assimilate to something like that? I say to myself, I'm better than this. Why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? This makes no sense. What is the outcome? What, is, what do we gain from this? If it's nothing to do with positivity or righteousness, according to the law, statutes, and commandments of the Creator, I'm not partaking in it. I don't want to do it. I want to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And I have the right to say that. We all do. Yeah, we do. But that's how we should approach this. So let's continue. There shall Always. not be found among you anyone that maketh his son or his daughter to pass through the fire. Right. One that uses divination. And so certain things we ain't even supposed to allow in the midst of us. Exactly. And that's another important part of being set aside. Learning the, the, the beauty of separation. I ain't got to argue with you or fight with you. I just separate myself from you. Understood. Sometimes that is the best answer to a problem. Yes. Separate. Like it's safe. 
Agree with a fool and depart swiftly. As Hanasi said this morning, who gonna be wise in the Solomon? No one. He said he's the wisest man on the face of the earth. Is and was. Who am I to debate that? But I know when he was called the wisest man on the face of the earth and he gave that wisdom, why wouldn't we listen to it? The wisdom that was instilled upon him by the creator of heaven and earth, why wouldn't we listen to it? He asked, this is so much he could ask for. Women, land, horses, gold. You know what he asked for? Wisdom. Wisdom. Agree with the fool and depart swiftly. That's wise to me. Just separate yourself. Separate yourself from evil. Something popped up on the screen. Agree with Separate the fool and part swiftly. Okay. See you. Bye. Those are multiple levels in life. It's not just with people. It's with places. It's with objects. It's with food. Separate yourself from it. If it ain't good for you, why? You're better than why are you partaking in it. Separation is very important. Let's go. And anytime the Most High decided to bless with us, speak with us, or deal with us, we had to separate ourselves. Yeah. Or one that uses divination, a soothsayer, or an enchanter, uh, or a sorcerer, or a charmer. So, divination, soothsayer, enchanter, sorcerer, or a charmer, or one that consults a ghost or a familiar spirit. All right. Comfort. 
for food and comfort. You have to pray during those difficult times. You have to pray that the Most High comforts you in your loss. Because a person who's going to erect the dead ain't somebody who's going to erect them for comfort. There's no comfort there. The only prayer that we have of it is the witch of Endor. And see what we see what happened then, right? He said, you're going to be with me. Don't worry about it. So that ain't our job. <laughs> he said you're going to be with me. For comfort in those losses. And this Samuel is, said, you coming with me. I have not experienced any of those losses you can as death. of yet. Yeah. But surely I don't want my parents to bury me because it will be a curse. And I'm not looking forward to burying them. But if y'all blesses us both, eventually over time that will happen. So I don't know what that feels like, but I know that I'm going to have to pray for comfort. And I know when I lose loved ones now, I pray for comfort. So, you know, let that be our prayer. And I'll be out here searching for somebody to talk to somebody who's no longer amongst us. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Verse 12. For whosoever doeth these things is an abomination unto the Most High God. Abomination. Detestable. Disgusting. <laughs> it's not to say these things can't be done because we see evidence of it. And that's the thing about life. There's a lot of things that exist that we just don't deal with it because the Most High says, hey, that's detestable. It's abominable, meaning it ain't for you. Exactly. It's not for you. So if it ain't for me, why am I dealing with it? It says the secret things belong unto Jehovah. So why am I searching out these things? That belongs to the Creator. It got nothing to do with me. Let's go. He does. He allows it to happen to test us, and everything has its own purpose. Yeah, it does. Because we, the holy people of Israel, are commanded not to deal with this. I keep, listen, this right here, this is a, a direct message. Okay? This is to a specific group of people that this is being given to. Would you agree? A specific group of people. So there are things out there that exist. Outside of this, that ain't for you. These 286 pages are instructions for you, O house of Israel. And it tells you here, learn not the ways of the nations. Don't follow the ways of the people. Because your ways are right (laughs) here. There's no record for you. It always takes me back. So it's there. To who? It's there. Your son. And what he said to me. What did he say? What did he, he say? The way he kept pushing me to get friends. Oh. Uh, like, no, you know, I'm not in a rush. I am not in a rush. If I cannot find like-minded people, I am not in a rush. To be around? To be around, because I'm not going to associate myself with people who don't have the same mindset as me. Yeah. It's going to be a lot harder if I'm not. Yeah. If I'm trying to keep a righteous life and I'm trying to maintain that life and do better. I can't be around people who are not in that same, in that mindset. same mindset and trying to do the same things that I'm doing. Right. If, Therefore, if that is the case, we are helping each other. Well, you're helping. Trying to keep that lifestyle. That, that, yes, and walk in those principles. So that we are not straying. Uh huh. So we can hold each other accountable. Exactly. Yeah. Keep each other in line. But you know, we're not we're not we're not taught um that it, 
you know, so much. Because no, people in Christianity always talk about judge, not unless ye be judged. But the 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 if you read the prophets, and that was funny because remember the Christian guy, the Christian guy. I I, I was um um encountered a Christian man yesterday, and um well he was so upset that I didn't believe in Jesus. So I said, oh yeah, no, I just I said I believe in God. I just oh, we believe in God. I said, no, no, sir, that's not no. Um, I said um you know, every encounter is an encounter. But when they look at us, um, because we don't believe in Jesus, they they want to start praying for you. Exactly. <laughs> Come to church They be looking at you. You're going to hell. Like, um, yeah, according to the Hebrew culture, everybody goes to Sheol. It's the place of, uh, it's a place it's a place of where everybody goes, a holding place. So, um... <laughs> It's so funny how um, they get so angry with you. I, I, that probably just telling them nobody's going to hell. Everybody goes to Sheol, good and bad. That that might win a whole bunch of people over right there. Just just that part right there. <laughs> that just. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he was so upset um, about that. But they don't they 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 don't hold each other accountable. But the prophets. God kept dealing with the people because they saw wickedness and they said not. Exactly. You know, um, they didn't instruct the folks to do better. And, and I I've, I had to come to my own um, understanding now because Christians are hard to deal with. Um, and they get mad because they really don't do the in-depth studies that they should do um, to understand their religion. Because if you're going to be a part of something and you're going to say this is what you know, this is your way of life. You should at least be able to know all facets of it. Even as a Christian, I understood that. Um, and I told y'all one day I had this battle with a Muslim, goddamn, and he had me like, I don't even know nothing about my own book. Ain't this some shit? Yeah, he did. So, um, and I'm telling you, I'm telling the nation of Islam, know the Bible, like, better than Christians. Um, seriously, um, but, you know, um, we don't, we don't hold each other accountable and, 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 and having people around you to hold you accountable, to not let you fall, to speak a word of encouragement daily, to uplift and to sow into, um, is the thing. And I, like, I had a, a, a thing when some, some, this week when somebody told me, I like, oh, I was like, I've been calling, and, and then they was like, um, you respond when you want to, and um, um, you haven't been calling, and don't don't do that. that and I said, I was like, like, I I do, but the thing about it is, is when when I I like I'm 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 the type of person I'm a, I'm gonna do something religiously, and then if you don't respond to me, then. You can't expect me to just respond to you whenever you feel like you want me to respond to you. That's just not fair. Remember the man talked about fairness? So I have no problem with giving 100%. But once I've gotten to a point where I feel like it's not reciprocated, I'm just not going to bend. And that's just the case. We have to learn that if we want people to respond to us then we have to be fair and respond to them 
we have to learn to um to meet people halfway and um and you have to understand if 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 the person was doing it and then they stop you should ask why what was it what you do why cuz to get an understanding of why someone is doing something you can't get mad or say you frustrated with them because they doing something out of character judge people based on their character what is my character what am i what am i like normally and then judge me based on that and then if i'm outside of what you're used to seeing me do then then have a conversation with me and ask me why this is why we don't understand each other is because we see people moving in a certain way and then they stop doing it you would want to know what is going on in your life to make you do something different that i'm used to seeing you do What's going on with you, goddamn? But we don't like to be uncomfortable to have these dialogues. What the fuck? Judge me by my full self. What you used to seeing me do. And when I change what you used to seeing me do, ask me the fuck is going on with me. So we can have understanding with one another, to understand one another, to find resolution so that we can do better towards one another. That's it. That's it. That's how we got to learn how to do that. You know what I'm saying? Moving on. What? I was going to send it to you, but then I forgot all about it. What's the video? Because it was like, it was really new, like crazy. Me? Yeah, all the frustrations you have <laughs> with reaching out to people and all that stuff. People who immediately respond to your text are not desperate. People who immediately respond to your call are not desperate. People who are always there for you when you need them are not always free or jobless. Maybe they understand how it feels to be ignored. Maybe they know what it feels like to be left alone. Because maybe they were left alone when they needed someone. Maybe they love you. Maybe they made you their priority. Never take them for granted, please. Never lose them. They are gold. <laughs> <laughs> you want to send it to me? You forget? I forgot. Oh, sucky. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let the, uh, this go a little bit more, and then I'm just gonna go on ahead and close it um, out. All right. They in this room. They didn't get this book. They didn't get this law. They had that relationship with the Most High that our forefathers had, and they had that relationship with the Most High that you and I are capable of achieving. So what they doing ain't none of my business. We can cry loud. And spare not. Spare not, meaning that I ain't gonna respect the person and have any type of I'ma tell you what it is, respectfully. Real what shit. you want with it. But these directions, these instructions were given to a specific group of people. To adhere to it tells you. Oh house of Israel. It didn't say oh house of earth. It didn't say oh children of the world. It says specifically, huh? House of Israel, descendants of Abraham. That's what that covenant was made with. Oh, descendants of Abraham, get your life together, nigga. Absolutely. Because it says, get them up. Matter of fact, you want to read first. I'm going to say it right there. Keep reading. 12. Okay. 
verse 12. For whosoever doeth these things, whosoever doeth these things is, an abomination is an abomination unto the Most High unto God. Who? Unto the Most High God. Unto who? Unto the Most High God. So I don't care if I'm cool with you or not. You're abominable to the Creator. I've got to separate myself, but let's read further. And because of these abominations, the uh -huh. Most High thy God is driving them out from before thee. That's correct. Thou shalt be wholehearted with the Most High your God. Uh -huh. Wholehearted. That thou art to dispossess, hearken unto soothsayers. Wholehearted means you can't waver. This even all or nothing with the Creator. It said wholeheartedly. Wholeheartedly. That means all or nothing. You can't have this deity or that deity and then have the Creator because your heart ain't whole to the Creator. Come your on. heart is part and partial to this, part and partial to that, and then there's a small portion for the Creator that you left over. It's no. It says wholeheartedly. Your whole everything ain't no room for nothing else there's no room for nothing else so when it comes to books outside of this one or anything and we trying to enlighten and encourage our people bring understanding to them it's very simple you can bring them to a place like this where it said what read it again and because of these abominations, the Most High thy God is driving them out from before thee. Uh -huh. Thou shalt be wholehearted with the Most High thy God. Thou but, shalt be wholehearted with the Most High thy God. It's not power. Let's go. For these nations that thou art to dispossess, hearken unto soothsayers uh -huh. and unto diviners. And it profits them not. Because we commanded to dispossess them. So if the soothsayers were so great and all of the things that they partook in was so great, we wouldn't have been able to possess, dispossess them. But we're sure to be dead. We're sure to be dead. And there's an order in which we went about doing it. Let's go. But as for thee, the Most High your God hath not suffered thee oh, so okay. to do. And this is how you know it's the separation between them and us. Because the Most High comes forth and he says, but as for thee, as for you, don't do this don't shit. Get your to life together. So talking to your child, and they out there with their friends, and they like, well, so-and-so mom let him do this, and so-and-so mom let him do that. Mm -hmm. What's your mother say? Or what's your father say to you? I don't give a damn about As what they for doing. you, I don't care what they do. You ain't in their house. Come with it. I'm telling you what you gonna do. So as for you, what does it say? And it says, Salika, now you see why Christians say we don't know who the children of Israel is. Because they know that they bound to this shit right here. Exactly. So in order to say we don't know who they are, but we already know who they are because there is a sign. He said, I will give them as a sign as what? A symbol unto you. So all the shit that happened to you that I say is going to happen to your ass is in their book. Yeah, exactly. So you know who you are based on the curses placed on your ass for fucking up. Yeah. Exactly. So when he say that your women and your children will rule over your ass, that ain't happening in the Jewish home. That ain't happening in the Mexican home. Yeah. That ain't happening in the white home. Yeah. That ain't happening, niggas. When it say the love for the father will return back to the children, well, what the father's walking away from their kids and not returning back home, niggas, that's talking about who? Who is that reflective of? 
when he say the daughters of Dot Zion are haughty with outstretched necks rolling around goddamn and sliding their feet all over the goddamn town. Who does that resemble when you see? Who got their necks outstretched? Rolling them and shit. Sliding their feet. I don't know no other person but a nigga woman when you you can hear their ass coming because they feet sliding. Slap, slap, clack, 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 Especially clack. in them uh, <laughs> flip flops. <laughs> you hear them coming, nigga. He slide their feet in them flip flops. Bondage will be a symbol unto you, goddamn. I know the white people went into bondage. But that's a story for another day, nigga. Alright. Please, verse 15. A prophet will the most high thy God raise up. No, it's, it's 13, so leave that Thou shalt be wholehearted with the most high your God. For these nations that thou art to dispossess, hearken unto soothsayers and unto diviners. But as for thee, the most high your God hath not suffered thee so to do. Right. A prophet will the most high thy God raise up unto thee. Right. From the midst of thee of that well, let's see how this prophet is supposed to come. Let's see how this prophet is supposed to appear. And all you simply have to do, you see, there's a standard. To do what to God everything. told you to do. When you got order, you got a standard. And when you don't do it. Consequences. He said, how do you know a prophet is true? By his word. Comfort 
he comforts us. He said, what would, I, what would he do? And the Most High God said unto me, uh-huh. they have well said that which they have spoken. Uh-huh. I will raise them up a prophet from among their brethren, my right. Right. And I will put my words in his mouth. Okay. And he shall speak unto them all that I have commanded him. So he's not supposed to just go off the script. And he shall speak to them all that I have commanded him. You're talking him. about a script that the Most High gives you, like an actor, like somebody who goes to perform or deliver a message. There's a script or a mainstream in which you are to follow concerning that, called directions, instructions. He gives it to them, and they give it to us. Why? Because we're too afraid to even deal with the Creator directly the way that he dealt with us before, as it is written. So he had mercy upon us. He had compassion upon us. He showed us grace. You know, they said grace ain't around, but that looks graceful to me. And he comforted us. In doing so, he said, I'll send a prophet amongst them. But this is how the prophet is supposed to come. Let's go. And it shall come to pass that whosoever will not hearken unto my words, which he shall speak in my name, uh -huh. I will require it of him. Correct. But the prophet that shall speak a word presumptuously in my name, uh, which I have not commanded him to speak. But I just, uh, before we go any further, let's understand something. When a prophet do arise amongst us, that is proven to be a prophet, meaning he comes in the name of the Most High, not in his own name. He's following the Lord's statutes and commandments of the Most High, not doing his own thing. I say unto you, as they said in days of old, but I now say to you, changing the script, we're not dealing with that person. That's not a prophet. A prophet is going to come in the name of the Most High. A prophet is going to come in a manner in which you don't even have to question it because you're going to see his word. It's going to line up. You're going to see his actions. It's going to line up. So, does you know what you're talking about, JC. And every prophet that I have ever Because those are the words he used. commanded him to speak, or that shall speak in the name of other gods. Let's understand what the presumptuous part of it means. It's presumptuously speaking wrongly. A person who know better, and they just gonna do it for whatever their own gain is. We've seen that with who? The prophet Jeremiah, right? Wasn't there a false prophet that arose and prophesied against him? And that prophet didn't even live a year, right? Let's go. Or that shall speak in the name of other gods, that same prophet shall die. Let's stop for a second. We gotta pump the brakes on that one. A prophet that's gonna come along and speak in the name of another another prophet. Let's deity. I don't even like giving them the same association of words that I use to just I don't wanna say to describe, but to express who I'm speaking about when I'm speaking about the creator. I don't even like giving them the same words. So a deity? Because they have no power. So it's a deity. It's a powerless entity that was created in the mind of an individual who was created by the creator of heaven and earth. 
So it has no power. So when somebody comes and they step up in the name of such and such or that and this, that's a false prophet. You ain't coming in the name of the creator of heaven and earth. Who are you talking for or about? Come with it. You see what I'm saying? So if you come in the name of Christ, no bueno. If you come in the name of any other deity, the deity of the Muslims, no bueno. The deities of the Hindus, no bueno. You see, we only talk about Christianity because for us, in this place that we live in, that's our biggest combat. That's our biggest combat for our people. That's our biggest combat. So we mostly speak about those, but there are other religions and deities that exist that mm -hmm. people worship. Mm -hmm. But this book is telling us it covers all grounds. I don't even know how many deities exist in the minds of people because they don't exist in reality. They just exist in the mind of an individual. You see, our creator, our creator exists in all realms, not just in our mind, but in the physical realm and the realms outside of which we can even comprehend. It is proven scientifically. Even atheists agree that there's somebody who created this whole situation that we're in. They just refuse to call the creator what we call the creator. I don't even care. Doesn't matter to me. I know we talk about the same creator. So something that just solely exists in the mind of an individual has no power. Mm -hmm. But the creator of heaven and earth covers all of them. And he said, if you come in anything outside of my name, it's a false prophet. Let's keep going. Verse 21. Take it from 19. Okay. Verse 19. And let me clean this up because you're going you gonna to misunderstand they have some power, but they don't have the power that the creator has. So if you match it up to what he is and who he is, they are powerless. It shall come to pass that whosoever will not hearken unto my words, which he shall speak in my name. So that's the criteria. In the name of the Most High, the Creator of heaven and earth, mm -hmm. Jehovah, as we know Him, the power of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, as it is written, that is His memorial forever, as it is written. That's right. So if they come in and speak in the words of the Creator of heaven and earth, the power of Abraham, with His kind, with Israel, and they ain't coming in the name of the power of Abraham, with His kind, with Israel. Why not say this again? The foundations of Christianity and Islam is built upon the beliefs of Israel. But they took portions of our cultural heritage and used what they wanted to. It's like you yourself just sit down and write a book about who you are, about your life, about your family, everything, your, your whole um, 
relationships with all the people around you. And then I come and take your book and say, oh, this is a real nice book. Everything in it, I I, um, I find very interesting. But I don't like this part. And I don't like that part. And I don't like that part. But all of the parts that I like, that I want to that I want to be connected to, and that I believe that works for me personally, I'm going to keep that for myself. And I'm going to create a whole new book after I just stole from you. That's what Christianity is. That's what Islam is. Understand. That's it. We got no business dealing with them. Let's go. How it go? And it shall come to pass that whosoever will not hearken unto my words, which he shall speak in my name, uh-huh. I will require it of him. I'm going to require it of him. But the, the prophet come through, he tell you just do the law. And if you don't do the law, the most high is going to require it of you. That's simple. This is why you don't have to go back and forth with people. This is why you don't have to lose your cool with people. Because what is, is, and what will be, will be. There's laws, statutes, commandments that are in place. You're a wicked individual running around the streets doing wickedness. I don't have to engage you because I know, I don't believe, I don't think, I know that the creator of heaven and earth is real. The power of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He is real. And I know a just way in the balance is his delight. And I know you ain't going to get away with none of the stuff you're doing. So I ain't got to encounter you. I don't got to deal back and forth with you, especially if I see you not a sound mind that ain't coming to hear nothing I got to say, ain't nothing to talk about. I'm going to end this on this. Um, no, I take that back. There's a few more things here. What will be, will be. You're going to get what you get. That's just how life goes. But it is our job to observe the Lord's statutes and commandments of the Creator. It is our job to hear out that individual who comes in the name of the Creator and speaks the words of the Creator. Yes. It's our job to give the end to that person because it is required of us. That's what it said. And you hear a person, oh, you know, we ain't talking no law. Have a good day. After that, I'll take the good part about Have a day. Later. I'm out of here. I want to get you no good out of your wickedness. Have a day. I'm going to start saying that. I'm going to start saying that. I'm going to count to that. I'm going to start saying that now. I'm going to incorporate that, man. Have a you day. Know, we'll have a good day. Is it? Have a day. Later. Just whatever day it'll be, it's going to be yours. Just have Let's it. Let's go. But the prophet that shall speak a word presumptuously in my name, which I have not commanded him to speak, or that shall speak in the name of other gods, that same prophet shall die. Fact. And it's a commandment. You know, when it's the word shall, you know, shall is a it's no option. There's no option outside of shall. That's a commandment. You shall go downstairs. You ain't got no other option. Go downstairs.
How shall we know the word which the Lord hath not spoken? When a prophet speaketh in the name of the Most High God, if the thing follow not, nor come to pass, that this is the thing which the Most High God hath not spoken, the prophet hath spoken it presumptuously. Thou shalt not be afraid of him. I'll tell you something gonna happen. This guy gonna turn green to orange, and it don't turn green to orange. It's a wrap for you, Vin. You shall die. Whether it's by my hand or the hand of another, you shall die. That's a commandment. It's going to happen. That's why we gotta be careful with the things that we do and partake of, because there are commandments that are associated to it, and you attach it to your life. You attach it to your life story when you partake of these things. I'll give you an example. If it says an adulterer shall die, you are going to die if you commit adultery. Whether it's by the hand of a person like they used to, by stoning or this, that, and the third, or it's by the hand of heaven. You will die for that crime. But we got this thing where we just got away with it today. So we're going to keep doing it tomorrow. We got this thing that this person did that two and three years ago, four or five years ago, this death penalty situation, and they still here, and that gives them a false sense of confidence. Mm-hmm. Uh, just waiting to balance in the light of the Creator, you're going to get yours, fam. That's why revenge belongs unto the Creator. We don't have to bang our heads on a wall. Somebody do us wrong. You, I know the Most High is going to get you. Right? I know. You I know it, because he said it. And everything ain't for you to see. Let's go. Family, we're currently in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 19, verse 1. May we all say hallelujah. When the Most High your God shall cut off the nations whose land the Most High thy God giveth you, uh-huh. and thou doest succeed them, and dwell in their cities and in their houses. Thou shalt separate three cities for thee in the midst of thy land, which right. the Most High your God giveth you to possess it. Now, y'all done heard me speak about how things go concerning our law and our way of life. Y'all done heard me speak about the place of refuge, the cities of refuge, and how they are applicable to us and the things that happen with us in our community accidentally. But it's going to be broken down even further right here. But just know that this is referring to an individual who accidentally commits a crime of murder. Not intentionally. Let's go. Verse 2. Thou shalt separate three cities for thee in the midst of thy land, which the Most High your God giveth you to possess it. Okay. Thou shalt prepare thee the way and divide the borders of thy land, which the Most High your God causeth thee to inherit into three parts. That every man's slayer may flee thither. Verse 4, and this is the case of a manslayer that shall flee thither and live. Whoso killeth his neighbor on the way and hated him not in time past, Mm -hmm. as when a man goeth into the forest with his neighbor to you wood, and his hand fetcheth a stroke with an axe to cut down the tree, and his head splitteth from the the heat, from the health, and lifteth upon his neighbor that he died. So, in layman's terms, Right, because this is like the biblical version of it. In layman's terms, the way that it's uh, uh, expressed, is like if you had an issue with your neighbor before, you, you looked at like almost like a suspect. But 
let's go further. You had an issue or you had no issue, right? This is the scenario we're going to paint, the one that was just given to us. You had no issue. But of course, you know how we lived back then. We had to cut our own firewood and so on and so forth. So you went into the forest to cut your firewood. There's many of us, every household, you had to go and do it. It's part of it. You and your neighbor out there, and you swinging your axe, and the head of your axe comes off and strikes the head of your neighbor, and that person is now no longer here. That is an accident. It was an unintentional act. Now, you have to flee to the city of refuge. So this is what it's talking about in those words that it just used, which could be a little complicated to comprehend. Basically what it's saying is if you swing in your axe and the head of your axe comes off and it hits the head of your neighbor and he's now not no longer amongst us, what goes forth? Okay. And his hand fetch up a stroke with an axe to cut down a tree and that has split it from the health and lift it upon his neighbor and that he died. Right. He shall flee unto one of those cities and live. Mm -hmm. Because it was an accident. So you flee to the city and place of refuge and you live. Because who's coming after you? The avenger of blood. Let's go. Least the avenger of blood pursue the manslayer while his heart is hot and overtaken. We got limitations even as the avenger of blood. There's standards. We can't just live in chaos. Where we just gonna run up and run down on people doing it how we feel like doing it. It said that man's heart is hot. He mad. You know, took his brother out this earth. Whether it's an accident or not. He tight. That's his loved one. He's looking for who did it. Right. But it's not always something that's done on purpose. But when you hot, that don't matter to you. Angry, you're upset, you don't see clear. This is for that individual. This is to keep that individual under wrap. Because everything has a balance. Everything has a standard. Let's go. Verse 6. Least the avenger of blood pursue the manslayer while his heart is hot and overtake him, because the way is long and smite him mortally. Whereas he was not the avenger of blood is no more than someone taking revenge because somebody died, and because they were angry, even though it was an accident, they're out for blood. Servant of death, inasmuch as he hated him not in time past. Wherefore I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt separate three cities for you. And if the Most High thy God enlarge thy border, as he hath sworn unto thy fathers, and give thee all the land which he promised to give unto thy fathers, if thou shalt keep all his commandment to do it, which I commanded you this day to love the Most High your power and to walk ever in his ways, yeah. then shall thou add three cities more footy beside these three the innocent blood be not shed in the midst of thy land which the most high your god giveth you for an inheritance and so blood be upon thee right verse 11 if any man hate his neighbor and lie in wait for him and rise up against him and smite him mortally that he died didn't he say why he hate his neighbor he said he hate his neighbor him and his neighbor could have gotten into an argument his neighbor could have ran his mouth and pissed him off. That didn't give him a right to sit there, lie awake, and boom, I'm on you now. Come That's on. how we move today. That's how we move today. Yeah. We allow people's words to get us so hot 
that we become like this right here that we're about to read about. And we in a we in an environment right now where that type of energy, that type of behavior is glorified. You ain't a man of God if that's what you glorify. You're not a man of the most high, the power of Abraham, Yishak, and Yaakov. You ain't a man of that. You're not a man of this law. If that's what you're talking. When I get you upset because something I said, that's something I did. Cause something I said that you wanna lie away from me, you plotting on my life now, you evil. And smite him mortally that he died, and uh -huh. he flee into one of those cities, that the elder of his city... You ain't safe, because that ain't a refuge for you. You ain't got no refuge on the face of this earth. We seen it with Cain kill Abel. You said, man, the people of the earth, they just gonna see each other. I'm gonna put them off on you so they know not to touch you. Because you wasn't safe nowhere you went. The blood of your brother cried out unto the Creator. So you take a life, because you pissed off, you angry, or they said something crazy to you, whatever. Best believe that individual's blood is going to cry out to the creator, and it's going to be required of your hand. Believe that. It's bigger than me and you and my anger and your anger. It's bigger than that. Life is serious. I don't know what type of work the Most High puts in into creating a life, but I know that all lives come from him. He said, all souls are mine. But we don't think in our minds that there's some work that came in into creating that particular soul. Just like it was work that came in into creating this earth. Seven days he worked. Six days, sleek out, he worked. But we only comprehend a day as we know it. With the sun and the moon and the stars came in what day? Fourth day. That's sleeping. The fourth day. That's what I'm talking about, thank you. Let's see, I sleep at night. The sun and moon and stars came in on the fourth day. Fourth day. Write that down. So what was the day before that? What did the day look like before that? It said it was light, it was darkness. It said one day. It said it was light, it was darkness, it was one day. We measure light based off of the sun and the moon. A day, that's how we measure a day. But what would the most high day look like? We don't know. The point that I'm making is we don't know how much time he put into creating us, how much work he put into creating this earth. So why do we feel we have the right to go about and disrespect it as we please when there's no works of our own? So I'm just going to take a life because I'm mad. I'm just take you up and out this earth because I'm upset. Because you said something to me that was wild crazy. I'm, you know, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's not how it works. There's no refuge for you. There is no safe place for you. And you can call me a snitch. You can call me what you want. But if I know there's a murderer living next door, and I know he did it, and I witnessed it, I am not sitting quiet. Facts. Call me a snitch, whatever. You know what a snitch is? Two people who create a crime, one person get caught, the other don't, and that person give the next person up. That's a snitch. I didn't create that crime, man. I did not commit that crime, man. Or her. So I am not a snitch. Straight up. What'd you say? Informant? Call it what you want. I don't care. It's righteous. That's what I'm gonna call it. It's righteous. What's up, brother? 
Okay? Right, I'm going to tell that Me and you. Uh, yeah, yeah, I got you. I got you. Yeah. Because how, how was it? So many other people out there? We are currently in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 19, right. verse 11. Let me explain something to y'all. I'm sitting here reasoning with myself right now. I got anger. I get upset. I feel like knocking people's heads off at times. But it doesn't give me the right. Just because that feeling came upon me, it doesn't give me the right. To fulfill it. This is what we're talking about. We're talking about right and wrong. I'm not acting as if I'm above anger and so on and so forth. I am not. I'm one choice away from doing the wrong thing just like any one of y'all sitting in these seats or listening here today. That's that's the difference. It's it. One choice. One wrong choice away from being righteous. Each and every one of us. And if you think about it like that, it's very humbling. And it'll allow you to catch yourself. Not above it. Not above it. So when I'm speaking and I'm talking, I'm talking with y'all in a manner in which I reason with myself. Right. I have to tell myself, you don't have the right to do this or that. Right. You don't have that right. And that's what it is that allows me to go forth and commune with my creator. That's where the meditation comes in at. That's when I got to pray. That's when I got to sit to the side for myself and calm that whole spirit of mine down. Yeah. Because you got to understand something, right? Let's keep it 1,000. I like to I like to look at it at 1 million. How about that? Oh, yeah. I always got a one-up Chief Absalom. Now that's an issue. <laughs> I love you, Chief. Good to have you back. Um, let's, let's, let's keep it real. And let's keep it simple. What does it say? It said, um, what does it say in the Proverbs? It says, tarry not with a man that's mightier than thou, right? Tarry not with a man that's mightier than thou. Meaning that there's stuff that's going to come amongst us. Be smart to not provoke something. You'll be smart to diffuse something. If you out there poking a shark, you might get bit. Come on. If I'm out there... Let's use an ox as an example. If I'm out there, I'm slapping and beating my neighbor's ox and the ox scores me. Where's the righteousness for the ox? Right. We're not supposed to mistreat the enemy. It's in the Proverbs, is it not? So there are things that we can do that can cause certain things to fall upon us. Even though when those things fall upon us, if that ox bores, uh, uh, gores again, what happens to that ox? He died. But I am the provoker of something as well. So there are things that you are liable for. Life is a balance. So don't go around starting trouble and, and inciting things. Talk about you can't kill me. I'm instigating stuff. You, you, you can't. You, you know you can't. Just, you can't do this. You take out my eye, we're going to take out your eye, bro. Huh? You this, you that. We, nah, that's not a righteous man that would you go about it. So don't think that the contrary to it is you can run around running your mouth doing whatever you want. You can't. Because here it is, it's giving us instances of individuals who lose their cool. What we're talking about is what's going to have to happen to an individual who lost their cool. But the aftermath of him losing his cool is what it is already. So why would you even put yourself in that environment by inciting or instigating things? 
Diffuse a situation if you can. It don't make you no less of a man. A lot of times we're dealing with our pride and with our egos. It don't make me no less of a man. There is somebody out there that is mightier than me. And there's somebody out there that I'm mightier than. It's just the way of the world. So I'm not going to have to look at it in a prideful way like I'm going to just diffuse this situation because this makes no sense. This is not going to lead in a good ending for either one of us. If I'm mightier than him and I get into it, he might lose his life. If he's mightier than me. You don't recall me um, talking about this. When it comes to anyone, period, if they're interfering with your righteousness, you cut them off. You don't keep engaging. And we get into it, I might lose my life. The book just covers the grounds of what happens after the aftermath. But let's use sound wisdom to not even allow the situation to ensue in the first place. Agree with a fool to part swiftly. Tarry not with a man that's mightier than thou. Like simple, simple concepts that can help do what? Preserve your life. Mm-hmm. That's what this book is here to do. To help you preserve your life. And to give you a good quality of life while you're here amongst the living. That is the purpose of this. So let's, let's utilize it. So at the same time, you're a mighty man. Don't be out there putting your hands on anybody. You might kill somebody by accident. Don't matter. Blood is on your hands. And whether you're a mighty man or not, don't be out there running your mouth crazy. Because you're going to get what you get. Let's go. Verse 11. But let me bring this into context. Sorry, that's one complete the story. At the end of the day, in this book, in this chapter that we're talking about, we're talking about order. We're talking about how situations are supposed to be handled to create order and bring balance back into our community. Because when certain things happen in our community, it throws the whole community off. We're a unit. We're supposed to be united as one, moving as one, as a community, as the children of Abraham. Yitzchak and Yah quote. We're not supposed to have the separation. It's not supposed to be in the midst of us. So this is bringing judgment, balance, and fairness about. That is the purpose of this. Let's go. Okay. Yeah. Verse 11. But if any man hate his neighbor and lie in wait for him and rise up against him and smite him mortally that he die and he flee unto one of those cities. That the elders of his city shall send and fetch him thence. They're coming to get you. Ain't no refuge for you. That wasn't an accident. Y'all had a problem. Y'all had beef. And now this person is gone on behalf of your hand, whatever the situation is. Ain't no refuge for that. What happens? Then the elders of this city, of his city, shall send and fetch him thence and deliver him into the hand of the avenger of blood. Right. And then here goes justice. Because she was wrong. Let's go. And deliver him into the hand of the avenger of blood, that he may die. Thine eyes shall not pity him, but thou shalt put away the blood of the innocent from Israel, 
that it may go well with thee. That's how it goes. It said, and it, it talk about justice. It said, thou shalt put away the innocent blood spilled of Israel, lest it go well with you. Meaning if we don't bring justice in our community, it ain't going to be well with us. Mm. We stop having respect the person, it's not going to be well with us until we do. Until we bring forth justice the way that it's supposed to be, it ain't going to be well with us as a community. And we can sit back and we can look and we can see the injustices in our community. And there's injustices in all community. But we're talking about this one. And we're on the internet, so you know we're not going to highlight nothing. It's not the purpose. The purpose is to just talk about the things that happen in general. So we see the disjustice in our community. And we see how it keeps us separated. So it's not well with us as a community. And that should tell us. That should be our parameter. We should be able to sit in this book and say, just look at all the places where they say, and it's not going to be well with you. And it, and go there and start fixing those problems. Just yeah. start there. And see how far it takes us. Let's go. He just repeated what I just said earlier. The things that we do that are unfair there is a repercussion for and and the problem with us is we don't look at the spiritual side of things and what's going on in our life to see if we're experiencing what we're experiencing because of our actions so I'm going to say it again. It was like a dialogue with myself walking away from my job. Because there are issues and things that um, frustrated me. And because of that, I did things that might have made things worse. So as I was walking away, I... And it's funny, the... The tone of the day, seriously, if I would pay attention to the symbology of yesterday, it was be quiet and observe. Don't react. Be prepared. And that's what I walked away from. Being prepared, not reacting. And just being fucking quiet. Every area of my life I experience something. And I have to waver it out. And judge myself harshly. If I can judge myself harshly. Then... I have a right to judge you to the same standard I judge myself. So as y'all hear me teaching in this podcast, and you hear me correcting, I'm never beyond myself. And I was sharing with the guys yesterday um, how even in the time of me, healing someone in the in the um therapeutic as- aspect when I'm speaking into their life and pouring into them God is dealing with me too 
And for most of y'all that know me, when you hear me saying, oh, man. Yeah, okay. I see where you was going with that. It's because I, God be dealing with me, too. And then I get convicted by some actions I made. When I know I'm out of line in things. But the problem with us is we don't want to take accountability for the things we've done and we don't want to fucking look in the mirror at our own shit. I'm going to say it again. How dare you think it's okay to reprimand or correct someone when you yourself don't like to receive correction. Step back. And look at your own self. Self-reflection is everything. It edifies us. It makes us better people. But if we have an incapability of doing that, nigga, y'all fucked up. That's some real ass shit. Verse 14. Mm-hmm. Thou shalt not remove thy neighbor's landmark, which they of old time have set. You see that? Let's talk. Okay, I'm sorry. Can I say verse? In thine inheritance, which thou shalt inherit, in the land that the Most High thy power giveth thee to possess it. That's, that's wickedness. You are frigid upon somebody else's blessing. Mm-hmm. Moving the borders and all of this nonsense. This is. This is because you don't you don't care about the, 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 the balance of the matter between you and that other individual. You don't care about fairness. The borders was established in the manner in which they made agreements. Certain land was given to certain individuals and it's in their family. And you encroaching upon their blessing. How? You know what you say? I don't believe that the most high is gonna bless me, so I gotta take one for somebody else. That's what you're saying. In a nutshell. That's what you're saying. When you crack it open and you look inside to the root of it, that's what you're saying. I don't believe the Most High is going to bless me any further, so I'm going to go take it from somebody else. That's wickedness. But a lot of our issues are deeply rooted in the way that we view ourselves. Yeah. A person who's just reckless and don't care about nothing and nobody, they don't care about themselves. They don't care about themselves. So if they don't care about themselves, they don't care about you. That word, I don't care, shouldn't be a word that's associated with our community and communal living. We have to care about each other. I have to care about how I deal with you. Right. I have to care about how I make you feel. Yeah. I should care. I shouldn't just walk around doing stuff and being like, I don't care. There's no place for me in a community. If I don't care, there's no place. Prove it. If you're supposed to treat others the way that you treat yourself, you're supposed to be good to your neighbor. That means you're supposed to care. Yeah. Let's go. Verse 13. As always. Verse 15. 
One witness shall not rise up against a man for any iniquity. Uh, I, love I love this because in this place that we're in right now, all they need is one witness. That's all they need. And the witness ain't the camera. That's not what I'm talking about. All they need is one person to go to the precinct and say, you did this to them and you will be locked up. It's over for you. And now you're going to trial. And now the odds are 50-50. 50% chance you win, 50% chance you lose. Whoever got the best story to tell in front of the jury, that's how it pans out. But our law ain't such. Our law is such that two witnesses establish a matter. Not one, but yeah. two. So we know that this ain't a personal right between you and this person. Cause we just... You have to understand, too, this is where Christians bend the truth when it comes to the New Testament. Because they teach that there were harsh punishments. But they don't teach that just because one person said you did something. It has no weight. It has to be multiple groups of people who watched what take took place for it even to be brought up before the judges or the chiefs or elders in the community. Do you know in Africa they still do that? In the Native American community, they still do these things. In Hispanic communities, they still do these things. That when you lived in the community, the um, judges in that community um, will base their principles upon the matter of their beliefs. But, you know, this is why... um, we have such a poor understanding in scripture because they were all used or created for the benefit of the master. Seen it, right? Emmett Till. Poor Emmett Till. This old wicked lady came out in her 80s, well after he's gone, long gone and dead, and say, you know that stuff I said wasn't true. That's what happens when you only got one witness. That's what happens. Let's go. One witness shall not rise up against a man for any iniquity or for any sin, and any sin that he sinneth at the mouth of two witnesses Uh or at the mouth of three witnesses shall a matter be established. If an unrighteous witness rise up against any man to bear perverted witness against him, then both the man between whom the controversy is shall stand before the Most High God, before the priests and the judges that shall be in those days. Mm-hmm. And the judges shall inquire diligently, and behold, if the witness be a false witness and have testified falsely against his brother, then shall ye do unto him as he had proposed to do unto his brother. And that's right there was what will stop false because if I knew that if I lied on you, whatever the consequence of the crime that I'm accusing you of is will fall on me, nine times out of ten I won't do it. Because there's a chance that you can get caught. And that's why this law is the law that is for all people. 
because there's balance and fairness involved. Let's go. Because you think about it, you're an individual who gets falsely accused. You know what happens today? Your character gets assassinated. You may not get assassinated, but your character gets assassinated, right? I want you to look this up and, and, and call my bluff. A person's character is equivalent to their name, a good name. Mm-hmm. Look in the scriptures as, as to what a good name is compared to. Father, what was it? How many times have you heard me say that your character is supposed to have weight? And you as a person is judged by your movements. People base you on your character and the person that you are bears weight, which is why one, when it came to family names, it was important to marry into the correct families. It held value. Who you are precedes you. Meaning, you walk into a room because of your character and your movements and who you are, how you conduct yourself, will meet you before you even come in and you will find that soon as you step in that room. There is a presence there. There is a standard in who you are and your reputation. Your reputation is everything. What do people say about who you are based on your reputation? Are you known to be a hell raiser? Are you known to be a crook? Are you known to be a liar? Are you known to be a drunk and a drug head? Or are you known for your righteousness? That's why they tell you. When you look back on your life, what is the legacy that you leave behind? What is it? Are you proud of the legacy you have left behind? And you should be. You should be. Yes. It's compared or likened unto the oil that's poured on the priest's head. That's a concoction that you can't recreate. Legally, you cannot do it. Legally, you cannot. You and I, we cannot do it. So if you tarnish a man's name, Mm. you tarnish that man's image, Mm. he may never ever be able to bring that back. Right. You might mess up his money, his food, his living situation for the rest of his life. You know how many sex offenders have to register as sex excuse me. I just that, that's a crazy statement. Sex offenders. You know how many Nigga women, y'all know how y'all always calling the police on y'all men. Not just y'all men, any man really. But I have nothing to do with other folks, just our folks. Then these are folks, because it's most of them. 
placing a record on a person is the worst thing you can do to them because you jeopardize their livelihood and how they're supposed to survive. But I'm going to tell you this. And you out fucking around, doing wrong, spreading lies, be ready for the repercussions. Because something's coming. Something's coming. Somebody accused them of something, even after, and this is what's wicked about this place, even after the person comes forward, you still arrest the sex offender. Right. Because you can't take that stain off your name. You move into a neighborhood, they send out notices to everybody. You can't even move into certain neighborhoods because you can't. You have to state that. You can't work near schools or it's a whole bunch of stuff. But this comes from somebody lying on you. You can't get proper jobs. Nothing. This comes from somebody lying on you. But if a person knew that if I tarnished this person's name and all of that stuff, and it's found out that I lied, it's going to happen to me, chances are they wouldn't do it. That's why this law is so just. Because it brings fear, it brings balance. When somebody's done wrong, there's, there's a consequence for it. That's why we don't have the law today, and it's not good for us. But we do have the law. We don't have the law in this place that we're in, in the manner in which they enforce our law. But we, as a community, can enforce this law amongst each other. Just honor it. Ain't nothing stopping us. There's nothing stopping us. We like to talk about the people who wear the curls on the side of their face. The ish people. We like to talk about them all the time, but guess what? They got police in their neighborhood. They got ambulance services in their neighborhoods. They got hospitals, clinics, grocery stores to service what? Solely their community. I remember I went to a Korean area, and all the signs were in Korean. None of them was in English. I felt discriminated against. I did. I'm serious. I'm like, yeah, this is America. This is an English-speaking country. How could I come into a community? How could I come into a community and there's no English anywhere around? But should I be mad at them? No. Because we should be moving the same way. You know what that says? You don't belong here. You can't read this sign? You shouldn't shop here. You don't belong here. You out of place. Matter of fact, go ask somebody for help. Since you can't read the sign, find you somebody and get you some help. I prefer that because now I know somebody's with that individual. I don't know this person. Since when are we not protective of our communities? Imagine all our signs was written in Hebrew. I mean, half of us would be able to read it, right? <laughs> Learn Hebrew, man. What you, what you want me to say? Right? All our stuff was written in Hebrew. In fact, you want to know something funny? Go to a hospital that's associated with the Ish people. They all have a sabbatical room. And on a sabbatical room, written in Hebrew, is the code to the door. But people don't know how to get into the room because they don't know the code to the door. The code to the door is written in Hebrew. Yep. But if you look at the keypad, it's numerical. One, two, three, four. 
But a person who can speak to the So shall thou put away the evil from the midst of thee. Verse 20. And those that remain shall hear and fear, and shall henceforth commit no more such no more any such evil in the midst of thee. And thine eyes shall not pity. Life for life, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot. Right. Family, we're in the we're in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 20, verse 1. May we all say hallelujah. When thou goest forth to battle against thine enemies, and seest horses and chariots, and a people more than thou, thou shalt not be afraid of them. For the Most High your God is with you, who brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. And it shall be when ye... And, 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 you know, I like, I like to read over stuff like this because it, it instills um, not only security, but it just, it's like, don't fear. Wow, we, many of us fear the people that we are around. You shouldn't. Because it says, Yah, thy power is with you. The power who brought you up out of Egypt. So we know who we're talking about, and we know who he's with. Because they're not doing what we're supposed to be doing. Or what, excuse me, they're not doing the law like we are doing the law. So how is it that they can prevail over us? So we shouldn't have no fear at all of these people. Now you use wisdom, just like you use wisdom with not fighting and going back and forth with somebody who's mightier than thou. But to have fear, even if you see, just like King David, right? King David saw Goliath. He had no fear. When they sit there and they start to describe his armor and his sword and 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 how far he can throw a spear and. All of that stuff that it describes, that meant nothing to King David because he was not afraid 
Now, King David didn't go looking for a fight, did he? Nah, but when you step to him, he stood strong with no fear. Why? Because he knew that Yah was with him. And that's how we should be. I say God can't sight a fight and sight. No, I, I never said that. But when something comes to you, have no fear. Stand strong and handle your business accordingly. Let's go. And it shall be when ye draw nigh unto the battle that the priest shall approach and speak unto the people and shall say unto them, Hear, O Israel, ye draw nigh this day unto battle against your enemies. Let not your heart faint and fear not, nor be alarmed, neither be affrighted at them. Some of us need that pep talk. Some of us need that, you know what I'm saying? Let's go. For the most high your power, he is he is is he that goeth with you to fight for you against your enemies to save you. And the officer shall speak unto the people, saying, What man is there that hath built the new house and hath not dedicated it? Let him go and return to his house, lest he die in battle. Fairness. Lest he die in battle and another man dedicated. Verse 6. And what man is there that hath planted a vineyard and have not used the fruit thereof? Let him go and return unto his house, lest he die in battle and another man use the fruit thereof. Fairness. See God didn't say it, did you? Did you hear it, niggas? Did you did you did you hear where it told the, the husband don't be leaving the wife alone? Um that you had a responsibility to spend time with your significant other. You are required by God to spend time with your woman. Come on here now. See her. No. And this is just in war, so you already know he mean in work as well. Don't go to a faraway place. You cannot be with her. Yes. Don't take long distance jobs. Don't be in a long distance relationship. Because yeah. we already know God don't value it. And then leave somebody come again and take you on. Can I say it one more time? They will. Should I? I think I think I think I should re- Where why? Come on, man. Some of us need that pep talk. Some of us need that, you know what I'm saying? Let's go. For the 
Some people will work and work and leave their families alone. But, you know, Christians say, as long as I'm working for God, he'll take care of my home. No, that's not what God's saying here. Take care of your family. Don't be out working long hours and then you (laughs) die and somebody come in and swipe up your woman living off the benefits of what you've worked hard for and spent all the time away from your families. You understand? It's balance here. It's balance here. Y'all think God is being unfair, ain't he? No. This is basic common sense. If you don't spend time with your woman and your family or cherish those relationships, you will lose it. And it will be at your hand. And because you don't value it, God will take it from you and give it to someone else else. who will appreciate it. Okay, now. Basically, you're not enjoying that which you work hard. You're not enjoying reaping what you're sowing here. You're not. You're not enjoying the fruits of your labor. Can I bring you back to it again? When 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 y'all men be all on that ooh we I ain't, I ain't staying with nobody or ooh we I ain't getting married ooh we I ain't though. gonna live with nobody ooh we and then you be having such a hardship alone. But because you refuse to work collectively with someone. He said, I gave you a what? Help mate. And her job is to lighten your load. All right, niggas. Come on. And what man is there that have betrothed the wife and have not taken her? Let him go and return unto his house, lest he die in battle, and another man take her. And the officers shall speak further unto the people, and they shall say, 
What man is there that is fearful and faint-hearted? Mm-hmm. Be the ones that's afraid. Let him go. Oh, nigga. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Did he did he just say y'all be afraid <laughs> of commitment? Just and like it that. is mm-hmm. an abominable thing. Money. <laughs> come on now, Father. Come on and teach us today because our ignorant ass don't understand. We walk in ignorance. We've inherited a bunch of bullshit ass lies that's not productive for the family unit. And we revel in the shit that we do. We're okay with it. We have no problems with it. And a dysfunctionalness of living in this society wreaks havoc on the black family. And we don't give a damn. No, it ain't even about survival too all the time. Niggas be trying to make money just so they can blow it on bullshit. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Copy that. No, that man is soft. Leave that man alone. Let that man go and do what soft men do. Alright. Oh, nigga. Did he just say it? Did he just say y'all nigga men that's afraid of commitment is soft? Uh, 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 let, let the man say it for you. Officers shall speak further unto the people, and they shall say, What man is there that is fearful and faint-hearted? Mm-hmm. Let, be the ones that's afraid. Let them go. We be forcing people on that stuff. I don't know why. We be forcing people on that stuff. You soft. You gotta be tough. You gotta be this. You gotta be that. No, yeah. that man is soft. Leave that man alone. Let that man go and do what soft men do. No, we're not talking about fufu. We're talking about... It's just not in them. Everybody's not a fighter. Everybody's not a fighter. It's not in everybody. There are other people who got other jobs. Yo, let, if, why would I bring a non-fighter to a fight? That's a good point. Comments, but you know, our ego don't, we don't step back and look at like just common sense sometimes because our ego blurs our judgment. Right. And we have this control thing. Like, we're going to have to control. I cannot make you tough. You cannot make me talk. Right. I work a job. Let me tell you something. I can't have nobody afraid next to me. They're going to cause somebody. They're going to die or somebody who's relying on them going to die. I know what it feels like to not want to have somebody who's afraid next to you. I know what it feels like to be next to somebody who's afraid. And I had to focus on reassuring you and doing my job at the same time. Right. It don't work well. I'll tell you straight up and down. I don't want nobody afraid next to me. You ain't got the heart to do what it is we need to do. Go about your business, family. Now, I'm not going to look at you no differently. You just ain't for this. You ain't cut out for this. That's right. You know what I'm saying? And it's it's going to tell you. It's going to tell you. Good, good point. Domino effect. Maybe studying a portion. Of Domino effect. Smart man right there. But this goes with all fashions of life. Yeah. If you start an investment firm or a team of individuals, you don't want somebody who's afraid to invest. Why are you on the team? They want to slow you down. You want to see an opportunity. Like, yo, let's jump on the opportunity right there. You know, the market is right, and this person is afraid. Yeah, I don't know. What's going to happen? You're going to miss that deal. You're going to miss the next deal. You go to war, you go to battle. You're like, yo, you see that group of soldiers over there? 
person like, I don't know. You look up, they gone. That opportunity passed. Or oh, they on you. And my job, that fitness, you they leave you stumped and you don't make a move you're supposed to move, you getting burnt. Straight up. Or you don't make your position, because you know that's what happens. My work, we rely on each other. I have a job to do. I'm assigned a position and I have a job to do when we go to a fight. And if I don't do that job, it's going to affect everybody else. So if I'm afraid and I don't make my position, it affects everybody else. You don't want nobody on your team. That's like that. People at home know what it is that you do. I think they know. They fight fires. Yeah. Wait, what? He's a fireman. He's a fireman? Yes. Or somebody's life can be in danger. It's a job that requires teamwork. And quick thinking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a life-threatening situation. You can't see. We always want be afraid to jump in. You you can't build you can't build nothing with anyone that's afraid of um that has fear. It also goes with that. The relationships too. Yeah, it does. Being married to a firefighter that takes guts too. Well, having commitment still, um, because basically started off about the commitment aspect of this. Yeah, that and that and how we are um, afraid of commitments and that fear. Yeah, see, that's the thing. It's the people, men in uniform. They don't have a high success rate with marriage because their partners are. That strong will when it comes to their jobs. Well, because a lot of because it's a very uh, it's a it's not a, a demanding job. job. It's a demanding job. It's a long hours, demanding job. You're risking your life. But then there's a lot of toxicity in it too, because people exactly. often are very overstressed. Exactly. Um. Maybe it doesn't pay that much either. For some. True. Especially when you're risking your life. Especially, if, job. especially if they're a uh, detective. Exactly. So there can be high stress in those kind of predicaments. So you gotta know how to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of people are willing to deal with that. So a lot of them tend to be single. They're left alone. Or they mind is their wife, and they go into battle. So it, 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 it's just not it's not a balance, man. Let's go. Let him go and return unto his house, lest his brethren's heart melt as his heart. Mm -hmm. And it shall be when the officers have made an end of speaking unto the people. Don't effect. Let his brother's heart melt like his heart. Case in point. Keep going. And it shall be when the officers have made an end of speaking unto the people that the captains of the host shall be appointed at the head of the people. Verse 10. Mm. 
when thou drawest nigh unto a city to fight against it, then proclaim peace unto it, and it shall be. If it make thee answer of peace and open unto thee, then it shall be that all the people that are found therein shall become tribu tributary. Tributary. Tributary unto thee and shall serve thee. Verse 12. And if it will make no peace with thee, but will make war against thee, then thou shalt besiege it. Verse 13. And when the Most High your God delivereth into thy hand, thou shalt smite every male thereof with the edge of the sword. Put the woman and the little ones and the cattle and all that is in the city, even all the spoil you thereof, shalt thou take for prey unto thyself. Let's stop for a second. Many of people like to use this portion of our book, of our scriptures, to try to paint the picture like we evil people. Because we're talking about war. We're talking about taking captive of individuals like women and children. We're talking about killing men and all males that exist. So they look at it like, oh man, how could this be a book of love when you're talking about slaves? How could this be a book of love? And it's the, they didn't use slave at all. They said they should serve just a servant. But we know what that is. We're not going to play semantics. How could this be a book? You know, you're talking about going and killing whole communities and taking over whole this and that and the third. Check this out. This is about individuals who came against us. We didn't go out seeking trouble. We never did. We never did. Look in the book as a nation of people that were just being established and tell me if you see when we went out looking for problems. We're dealing with nations that dealt wrongly with us, who conspired against us. And we ain't do nothing to them. So if you conspiring against us as a nation to do away with us as a nation, we have every right to defend ourselves. And what sense does it make for me to leave something around that could avenge you? Right. We just got through reading the adventure of blood. We just got through reading the adventure of blood. So how is it that I'm going to leave you laying around? It's common sense. It's an act of war. But we didn't initiate it. They started with us. We just finished it. And we didn't go to war just for fear. Just, uh, just wake up today and start a fight. We, we, it's, it's against the law for us to do such a thing. We right. The laws that we enacted upon was the laws that we was commanded, excuse me, the wars was the ones that we was commanded to fight. And the ones that we decided to fight without that commitment, we lost. Mm-hmm. We lost. So we fought. So I really don't care how somebody feels about this when they read it because I'm against those who are against me. If you're going to try to harm my community, I'm going to defend my community by any means. And you have the right to defend yours as well. But we ain't out there trying to harm your community. We ain't out there trying to take over your community. But instead, y'all doing it to ours. So we have the right to protect ourselves. Self-preservation is the first law of man. Remember that. The dead praise of not. Right. Self-preservation. So you're being fooled to sit around and let somebody oppose you and take over and do unto you what you know they're going to do. Nah. You already set the tone. I'm, I'm going to finish it, though. Come on. And this is what we're reading. That when we do have to go out and defend ourselves, 
This is how it is to be done. That's right. These are the instructions that are left on record so that we don't have any problems out of these individuals any further. But that's the motif of the scriptures. When you have a wicked person, they're supposed to be cut off depending on their wickedness. I'm talking about the capital punishment crimes. So if that's how it's dealt with, how is it any different for a stranger who's opposing us as a whole community that don't even want us in existence? Tell me. They get it too. So this ain't no wickedness. This ain't no evil. Oh, y'all taking in women and children. Ah, no. They shouldn't have messed with us. A wise man once said, you can't tell me how to respond. Exactly. You know what that means? Don't bother people, man. I could tell you how to, how to respond, but I can't control how you respond. So don't bother nobody. When you walk up to somebody in the street and you push them and they turn around and stab you. You should have never pushed them. Leave them alone. Now you got to deal with it. I'm not saying that it's right. But if you didn't do this, that wouldn't have happened. Mm-hmm. So don't tell us how to respond when people violate us. Because we're going to look into the book and the guidelines are written and left on record. Let's finish it. Yeah. Read it again. What verse? What verse? What verse? Reread that verse for me. Okay. Verse 13. Delete our family. Verse 13. And when the Most High your God deliver fit into thy hand, and thou shalt smite every male thereof with the edge of the sword, but the woman, and the little ones, and the cattle, and all that is in the city. You cutting their line off, man. When you cutting off the males, the males carry the seed. The males carry the seed. But not only that, it's the males that's going to come back after you. Our males go to war. Males go to war. Women, they, they not in war. I don't know other communities and what they do, but from where we are rooted at, some women did that though. we come from, some women did go to war. Our males are the ones who go to war. So all they males got to go because y'all ain't going to have an opportunity to raise up against us again no time soon. But it's in our history when we let people live. It always comes back to bite us. Right. Always comes back to bite us. Now, I can open the book and show you time after time after time again, but we don't even have enough time for that. All I'm going to tell you is, every time we let somebody go, they come back to haunt us. Let's finish. But the woman and the little ones and the cattle and all that is in the city, even all the spoil you thereof, shalt thou take for a prey unto thyself. And thou, sh and thou shalt eat the spoil of thine enemies, which the Most High your God hath given you. Thus shalt thou do unto all the cities which are very far off from, from thee, which are not of the cities of these nations. Verse 16. How be it of the cities of these peoples, that the Most High your God giveth thee for an inheritance, thou shalt save alive nothing that breedeth, but thou shalt utterly destroy them, the Hitchite, the Amorite, the Canaanite, the Perjusite, the Hivite, and the Yebusite. 
as the Most High your God hath commanded you. Verse 18. That they teach you not to do after all the abominations which they have done unto mm -hmm. their gods. And so ye sin against the Most High your power. Verse 19. When thou shalt besiege a city a long time, and make a war against it to take it, thou shalt not destroy the trees thereof by wielding an axe against it. For thou mayest eat of them, but thou shalt not cut them down, for it is a tree of the filled man. Defiled. I, I, I like to look at this like even the trees get considered. You know what I'm saying? It's like if you, you pull up over there, you lay siege to a place, you know, sieges where you don't allow a person or a, 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 a city to leave. Like all they stuck with is the resources of what they have. Eventually they run out of that and eventually they either die off of starvation or surrender. That's what siege is. That was just an act of war. That's how they did it back in the day. Um, but even in laying siege to a place, that don't give you the right to destroy the trees and all of the other stuff for the land outside of the place that you are laying siege to. So we have people who have to consider our environment in a nutshell. We are people who have to consider our environment, not just the people around us, that mean there's no harm, but the trees around us, even when we are laying siege to the people, that mean there's harm. That's how considerate the Creator is of us and all living. Because mm -hmm. we're what they call an ecosystem. No, he's telling them to cut them down. This and it's just a domino effect. So we got to be cautious of how we move about. That's how I know the earth don't belong in the possession of these yeah. people. Because they just destroy, 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 destroy. They don't care. Trees, plants, animals, or anybody going. Just really? for their cause. That's not righteousness. That's right. We are considerate people. We consider animals, and here it is, we read it. We consider trees too. Let's go. But thou shalt not cut them down, for it's the tree of the field man that it should be besieged of thee. Only the trees of which thou knowest that they are not trees for food, them thou mayest destroy and cut down, that thou mayest build. So the trees for so food. So the trees for food you can't the city cut down. That make it mm -hmm. Well, the trees there don't because need for food. Because obviously, we use mm -hmm. trees for what? Firewood. We use trees to build structures. Even back then. You had to use wood. We use wood to uh, erect a temple. Right? It was specific wood that was described to be used. So there are things that we use, I guess, but we're using it for a purpose. We ain't just running around destroying it. You're not going to use a fruit tree to build a house with it because it's for fruit. Everything has its own purpose. Let's go. Family, we currently in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 21, beginning at verse 1. What would you say? What about seven trees? It's still considered food. I know. Exactly. Yeah. Said don't so, don't burn up any tree that's used for food because they need it to survive. But require, all the other trees you can, yeah. It requires you to strip it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we all say hallelujah. 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 Yeah. hallelujah. 
if one be found slain in the land which the Most High your God giveth thee to possess it, lying in the field, and it be not known who hath smitten him, smitten him, smitten him, Salika family, then thy elders and all thy judges shall come forth smitten. This is why you find here in Native American um, culture with all of these very similarities, like um, the respect for burial grounds and nature nature and um, a lot of things um, that they did here. Um, You see all of these uh, practices in the Bible. Then thy elders and thy judges shall come forth and they shall measure on the cities which are round about him that is slain. Because somebody going to pay homage to this blood that's shed. Believe that. Believe that. It ain't going to just be somebody's God. It's just a dead body. The way that we have been desensitized today, it's, it's, it's like we we'll step over. It don't even matter. A dead person. Oh, who got shot with? Oh, all right, cool. Who else? Lil Ray Ray? Oh, word. Yeah, that's crazy. I saw that one coming. Who else? John John? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. John John, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nothing. It happens so much that we desensitized to it. But if you read our law, not one blood was shed that wasn't accounted for, or at least wasn't supposed to be accounted for. So we talking about a body that's found. So somebody caught a body, didn't get caught, but we found this body. How do we deal with it? Then they, the elders, and thy judges shall come forth, and they shall measure unto the cities which are round about him that is slain. And it shall be that the city which is nearest unto the slain man, even the elders of that city, shall take a heifer of the herd, which have not been wrought with, and which have not drawn in the yoke. And the elders of that city shall bring grounds, down the heifer and unto nothing a rough be valley, upon it. which may neither be plowed nor sown and shall break the heifer's neck therein the valley. And the priests, the sons of Levi, shall come near for them. The Most High thy God hath chosen to minister unto him, and to bless in the name of the Most High God. And according to their word shall every controversy and every stroke be. Verse 6. And all the elders of that city who are nearest unto the slain man shall wash their hands over the heifer whose neck was broken in the valley. And they shall speak and say, our hands have not shed this blood, uh-huh. neither have our eyes seen it. Uh-huh. Forgive, O Most High, our God, thy people, Israel, whom thou has redeemed, and suffer not innocent blood to remain in the midst of thy people, Come Israel. And the blood shall be forgiven them. So shall thou put away the innocent blood from the midst of thee, when thou shalt do that which is right in the eyes of the Most High, our power. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So... If someone dies, but no one knows who it is. The, the I mean, ground has to be consecrated, but there also has the, to be something. The city closest to it has to repent. Yeah. There ain't no blood going to be shed okay. that don't go accounted for. All souls are his. The most high is the ultimate avenger of blood. I need y'all to realize that. It's very important. We talk about the avenger of blood for an individual whose brother was slain, but when there's no one to witness who slain that person, the most high is the avenger of blood. Mm. So why would I want him after me? Why would I want to have to answer to judgment from the creator of heaven and earth for taking one of his creations off this planet? Now, again, if you got to defend yourself by any means, you 
you gotta go all out and defend yourself. If somebody comes to you knocking on your door with some wickedness, you better protect your house. Yeah. You a man. And we deal with it after. We figure it out after. But I'm gonna protect this house right here. Mm. But outside of that, we don't have the right to get upset and just start letting our anger do the best. Or whatever it is. Whatever the reason may be. For whatever. It may not even be upset. You might just do it for gain. We don't have the right to take an innocent life, period. Whether it's they run in their mouth or they this or they that, we don't have the right. So be mindful of that. Anyway, that was the end of the portion for today. I pray that you all got something out of it. If there were any mistakes that were made, those are mistakes of my own, and I ask the Most High to forgive me for that. Um, if you have any questions about the lesson um, that was just taught, or a clarification you're looking for about something that I covered, um, feel free to shoot us an email. Um, you know, I email that just shamayashrael297 at gmail.com. And um, I'll do my best to get back to you in a timely fashion <clears throat> to answer those questions. Other than that, I pray that the Most High continue to God shield, protect, bless, and be with us. I pray that he continues to enlighten us. I pray he continue to be with our elders, our leaders, and our teachers. And I pray that you got something out of this lesson. And with that, Shabbat Shalom. Hey, um, I'm sorry, y'all. This was a long ass one today, but very well duly needed because it's been about almost two weeks since I last did my last podcast, and um, I'm gonna try to get my life together. But I'll be working longer hours, so um, I'm I'm just grateful to God for providing and just making a way for me. He is good beyond all things. Um, Much love and respect to you. I'm going to say peace.